about that last week. Yeah, that horse. Yeah, you don't shoot horses. <laughs> don't do it. Trevor did. Trevor did. That, that was. He's a horse murderer. That was gnarly. Um, he was not even, happy about it either. Even off the air when he talks about it, he's like, I'll never do that again. It was terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. What yeah. makes it so terrible? Like him or? It's a horse. It's a Probably because it's a like horse. Like shooting yeah. a dog? Yeah, it's different. It's like a big dog. It's like shooting an elephant. Well, it depends. Are you shooting the elephant for the meat or are you going after the foreskin for the yeah, bracelets? Think about all the African <laughs> children they're feeding. Right. I don't know about the foreskins. <laughs> Have you shot a horse? No, but I've been around when it's been shot. Does a horse just drop or doesn't drop? It's just a sentimental thing or? It's just a lot of noise. Ah. It's just, yeah, it's. It's, it's gnarly. It's too many, too many noises. Too much noises. No, it's not good. They don't go down quick. Mm. Oh, they just make Probably a lot not. of noise. More than a dog does. The one on, uh, what's that show? Um, Dalgo? No. <laughs> Yellowstone. Dog-o. Oh, on, on Yellowstone, Yellowstone yeah. he shot that one it dropped fast. Yeah, but he hated doing it. Yeah. yeah. But he, he was mad fast. about it. It was already down though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. after he got run off the road. Yep. I love watching horses get murdered in my videos. <laughs> yeah. I did shoot a buffalo once. You did shoot a buffalo. I, I, did. I was there. It was a tough hunt. Like we talked earlier, I had to get out of the car three or four times before yeah. we got a good shot at him. Yeah, it was, it was pretty intense. Hiked all day in the Red Suburban to get there. Yep. Uh, and by all day, you meant from like 9.30 to 10.30. Yeah, you know, it's just, we try not keep track time. Yeah, you don't want to keep track of time, but you also want to make sure you're done for lunch. Yes, yeah, because yeah. lunch is important around yeah. there. So. Did you get up in time for eggs, bacon? Yeah, we ate a continental breakfast, breakfast at the hotel in. in winter with all the pheasant hunters. I suppose it was pheasant season. It was loaded full of pheasant hunters. It was also deer hunting. Was it? I they mean, had rifles. I think so. They were yeah. they were there they for were pheasants. pheasants with rifles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> extremists. They, in South Dakota, they take all their pheasants from 300 yards or more. <laughs> Wiley. <laughs> it was November. Yeah, end of November. It was deer hunting. And I actually did shoot a buffalo. Yes. Yeah. It's currently sitting on the table. Well, not the whole thing. Yeah, no. Just right. the skull. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. How many buffalo do you have? Uh, just one. Just his head. Just, just <laughs> not, not all the head, just the hard part. It took a while to get back. A lot longer than I thought it was going to. It did. Yeah. So what do they, they boil that? I don't know if they use bugs or they boil it or what they do, but they called the lady up and wasn't done, wasn't done. And then called her up the last time and said, yep, done, ready to go. And I had two deer mounts there that I had forgot about from the last two years. So we brought those home too. You had two deer mounts there that you forgot about? Well, I just. You just shoot that many deer? <laughs> no, I only shoot about. About half of one a year, I guess. Just you'd two. say. Yeah, just one. <laughs> one every other year. But so old Bryce brought that back as well. So I wonder if there's a way you can tell if it was like boiled or bugs. Like if could Matt look at that and it's know so white. It's super I, white. Now, almost that it's had paint, a, now that it's paint, it's painted. It has to be, right? Because no, the horns, those horns got to be sure? painted, aren't they? No, the, the horns stay black. Somebody told us it, about it. If anything, the horns got dyed a little bit, but it doesn't look like there's still hair on it. Matt, so. Matt does something to his to whiten them. Don Dish Bleach soap. Them. Yeah. He, he uses Don, Don, Don Dish soap Don Dish because soap. he said one time he bought the off brand of <laughs> dish soap and it actually stained the skulls like blue. Oh man! When he used the off brand, yeah, it was he, bought, a, he learned a valuable. Brand and it, it blew a bunch of skulls, so then those he had to paint. I have never Different done chemistry. anything like that. Yeah. Definitely not that woodsy. One you know. of our buddies has got beetles that does a beetle. Yeah, you told me about him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was going to do this. Yeah, 
And I asked him about it ahead of time and he was fine doing it. But it was kind of like been weird him riding shotgun all the way to Deadwood. Yeah, we would have had to put him in a conversation starter. He'd have been in the back of my pickup (laughs) all the way to Deadwood for three or four days and then back home. Like it wasn't very cold either. I don't know why there's Uh, a bison head in a garbage bag in the back of my uh, truck officer. Yeah, that was the thing. It wasn't it wasn't cold enough. Uh, It Uh, wasn't. I think he gets like 80 bucks a head to do them. Well, he wasn't that disappointed when I. I'll yeah. bring some to him then because we have to pay a lot more than that. He was at 60 and he said he raised his price, I think, last year. It was either 80, it might be 100. This drought be has top. been hard on the Beatles. I would assume this would cost, like, well, that's a deer head he charges 84. That, yeah, so this would head. be, yeah. you know, oh, yeah, what, six is, deer heads, I would think. Oh, it's considerably <laughs> larger than a deer head. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. This thing is huge. We it's, should measure him. It stinks. I, I never I never did measure him. So uh, it's it size, not. Size is it's not, not even, what matters. Yeah, it's got, uh, that's true. Uh, and Matt says he has to, he scrapes the brains out before he puts it in with the bugs because otherwise he gets it as takes much as too possible long. out of there. Yeah. And they don't like rotten food. They don't like rotten flesh. Those are picky. They don't? The bugs don't? Beetles. No. So mm-hmm. if, it's, if it's rotten, you got to. <laughs> too far gone? <clears throat> yep. That, really? And, and mm. fun dogs. They don't like fun dogs. I thought they, they did like fun yeah, dogs. I thought they did. Uh, fun dogs. I thought it was like the, hot dogs. Oh, like hot if he dogs. if he can't find anything to feed him, if he doesn't have a job going on, he's got to keep the beetles alive. I'm pretty sure like the fun dogs stuff they like eat. that. No. That's Because he weird. feeds them that other stuff. Like Chinese when food. he first got, they wouldn't eat that either. <laughs> right. <laughs> Chinese. Uh, they food should is probably good. be eating okay. nothing but the purest bison steaks. Dakota pure bison. Dakota but he says he'll feed them like roadkill if it's fresh. Yeah, he'll shoot a squirrel or something and skin it and throw it in there. So he's got all kinds of little skulls. He has and to his, skin it? Yeah. He skins it and gets as much off of there. I On a squirrel, though, just manage, to keep the beetles alive? He these beetles I, I more than we he manage would, our bison. He would, yeah. They got to be at a constant Everything's temperature. Everything's got to be about right. He's got to go water them. So when they're gone, he's always trying to get me to go water them, and I refuse to do that. It's takes How do you so water them? Just spray you bottle. You just miss them? Open the freezer and Does he, name he uses the freezer. You got to keep them right at 80 degrees. What's that? Does he name them? No, I no. don't think so. <laughs> Every single one of them. <laughs> Leroy. <laughs> you thirsty, buddy? That's Kevin. That's Leroy. Yeah. I can't think of any other good beetle names. He split some of his colony and gave to his buddy Kevin, who has been growing that colony. That beetle colony? Yeah. Beetle colony. I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> it does sound funny, doesn't it? Yeah. That's There's a lot of different ways to make a living, that's for sure. Yeah, I guess. Uh, he that's just, one of them. He just does it side gig. No. Yeah. Just for fun. Right. He's got a lot of stuff in there, though. Ish. It's got to be a decent side gig. Is he active in his heads. beetle association and everything? The beetle growers? Minnesota Beetle Growers Association. <laughs> <laughs> President. <laughs> I know the out-of-state ones got worse now with, uh, must be the chronic wasting or something with the deer. Mm. So they're cutting down on the beetle here? growers? Mm. Yeah. They've been keeping it away for the most part, I think. It was but, a problem uh, this year again. Was yeah. it? Yeah. Yep. So if anything comes from out-of-state, it has to have the brains blown out of it already. They have to do that before they can bring it across state lines. Hmm. Which, but that's what he uses an air compressor and blows the brains out. Yeah. Seems like a hundred bucks ain't enough. <laughs> right. Oh, no, right. That wouldn't be enough for me. No. Yeah. Be like shooting a horse. Yeah. You just don't want to do that. <laughs> Hard yeah. pass. Yeah. yeah. Who do we got with us today, Zach? We have Scott Osman of Dakota Pure Bison. Or is that how yeah. Dakota Pure? With, you want yeah, me to use Dakota, Dakota Pure? Yeah, Dakota Pure Bison, Osman Land of Cattle. All that stuff. So. All kinds of yep. animal businesses happening. Yeah. Yeah. We, it's awesome land of cattle, but we don't have any beef cattle anymore. Like none. And Mike gave our last one away. 
uh, last Callaway. So we're gonna have to get like a Highlander or something, just so we can just still keep one the sign. cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or probably two, so it can be cattle instead of just cow. Right, you know? right. But no, we Osman uh, Landon cow. Osman Landon one cow. I kind of like that better. Uh, <laughs> it's just the one. Yeah. No. So. And you're out in South Dakota. Yep, South Central South Dakota on the Rosebud Sioux Indian Reservation. I guess we've been there for. I would be the fourth generation. My family originated, come over from Germany around World War One or a little bit before, somewhere around there. They settled near Omaha, Nebraska. And then my great-grandpa come up here towards the Tripp County area, which is the county over by winter where you guys stayed right south of winter there. Yep. And had a place there. And then he also rented ground out in Todd County. And so on the reservation back then it was, you could buy land from, you know, native Americans and it would become deeded ground. It's like Todd County's about, I don't know what the number is, probably 60% tribal land, 40% deeded ground. But then they also had a big range unit lease. So you just rent from the tribe. And so my grandpa was the youngest boy, wasn't married. So in like, it'd been in the forties around there, he got sent out there cause he's the youngest, whatever, 16 years old, no wife. He got sent out because there's no fences, you know, back then. So he got fence and he was the one who rode the outside of the fence with his old horse and kept the cows on the on the range unit. So that's how so, we ended up there. So he actually had to go build the fence or he was Well, the, the first few years he was the fence because you know you couldn't afford to build just yeah. keep circling the herd we'll, and we'll had all the stakes, you know, the section markers. And so you had to keep them within your boundaries because the neighbors Good had Lord. to keep theirs within So he was a know. real cowboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wondered how they did that way back because I know, suppose they were there. That would have been right fence. when most people had fence, but there wasn't fence on the reservation, you know, because it was you didn't know if you were going to have the lease the next year or whatever. So nobody would bother putting up a fence, no. right? And so then what they did is down on the on the farm ground, they would put up oats. They'd plant oats in, and then thrasher crews come in, and you know thrashers couldn't move, so they they just move them a little bit, and they'd stack massive piles of oat straw they'd run through the thrasher and just huge piles and they'd winter behind those piles because there's no trees they would just leave the the straw there yeah they leave the straw there and but they'd move it so it'd be whatever i don't know how tall they were 30 40 50 feet high the straw pile and they do it all in one spot then the cows would winter behind that because sure know, some no, shelter some shelter so then, what what did they do with that in the summer then by the winter time, the cows would have it run down because they'd get in there and they love oat straw. It'd run so down it and decay enough that yeah. it. I, I imagine there was some tough years in there when sure. the winter ran long. Yeah, I, I know there was. Piling in the, in the straw. It just wasn't good, you know. Yeah. You know, starving and freezing so and everything Was else. there a lot of like cattle? They call it cattle rustling, hustling. What do they call it? Cattle rustling. 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 Yeah. No, rustling. I don't know, I guess. I mean, I mean there's just, stories, but that would have been earlier sure. of that. You know, there was, I can't remember the guy's name. They wrote a book about him, but he stole like 14, 1500 yearlings. Maybe it was more than that. I'm not responsible for anything I say on this podcast. Nobody oh, is. Anyways. We only allow completely factual and verified <laughs> information on this podcast. Fact ah, this one's Fact check. Yeah. This one. Yeah, we're screwed now. <laughs> uh, in the field, there's no time for downtime. And when the pressure is on, you need to trust your equipment to stand up to the task. That's when you turn to Mystic for performance and protection you can count on. Mystic lubricants are specially formulated to keep up with your demands. Now, you might be asking yourselves, how can that be? 
Mystic products are developed in real-world conditions with real-world workers in mind, and that means that your equipment is covered regardless of what's happening outside. With Mystic, you can get to work with confidence knowing your lubricants are engineered to thrive even under the most extreme and unforgiving conditions. Go ahead. Put your equipment to the test anytime, anywhere, because when it comes to superior performance and unmatched protection, Mystic always delivers. And when your equipment is protected, so is your livelihood. It's the reason so many folks choose to ride with Mystic. Because out here, performance under pressure isn't a request. It's a requirement. Go to mysticlubes.com to learn more about their line of products. That's M-Y-S-T-I-K lubes.com. So it's in a book, but I think he was like a half Indian guy. He stole, it was a lot, a lot of cattle. And he was going to go sell them right east of Missouri. He summered them in the, the bluffs, you know, there around the Missouri River. And then when it froze over, he drove them across. But he had to rope the first one and drag it across, and the rest followed. I can't remember the guy's name. He's a Otherwise, kind of, they wouldn't cross the river. Yeah, they wouldn't go on the ice. Yeah, you know. damn good horse to be able to get the horse across. Like Buffalo, the Buffalo, they'll run right out on the ice. You know, they will? Just, yeah, they're just goofy that way. They're not scared of that. No, they just Well, they go. fall through? I mean- yeah, Sometimes I mean, I like, you How know, in not? like Stephen Rennell's book, they talk about in the springtime, just piles of buffalo that fell through the ice on the Missouri and, you know, the tongue and stuff. And they'll die. Yeah, they'll they go through and, and drown and yeah, freeze. Yeah, and freeze. So, yeah, I don't know. But ours, you know, the dams aren't too deep. We don't get a lot of rain out there. So right. don't worry about it too much. That's interesting that yeah. bison will walk straight across. But yeah, so we were raising beef, you know, ever since ever. And Charlay's Osmond and Cattle's partnership between my dad and, and his dad and all the brothers. And my, my dad's got five brothers and one sister. So they were doing, you know, registered Charlay's. They had a little bit of everything. And then on the 90s, it got in the registered Angus. So they were registered Angus breeders all the way through up until like 2008. We dispersed the registered Angus herd. And then we were commercial cow calf operators. And so we were running about 1,600 pairs all over the country. You know, we just, had them run out in Wyoming, northern South Dakota by Mole Bridge. And then those are other people's animals. No, they're ours. Oh, they're yours. Yeah, oh, okay. they're ours. So. Do you, you contract them out then? or, or No, so or we just raised them as cow-calf, and then we would background them at home. We'd go wean the calves in the fall, and we would background them. Who watched over the herd? Like So in, we like, would, like, we'd run them on guys' places, and then okay. they would watch them for us. Watch. Or, like, sure. our place out of Lance Creek, we bought that place, and then we hired a guy out there had a ranch next to it to watch them for us. But okay. all the ones around like Todd and Millette locally, we would watch them. So driving 40, 50 miles, you know, check water every day and all that fun stuff. So sure. we had a pretty good couple of dispersals down there in Valentine. We sold some private treaty of the commercial herd whenever we started looking into the bison deal. What time, when was that about that you started looking into the bison? It would have been in late 2016, we started looking into it probably in early, mid-16, late-16, and then all through 17, we were very serious, and we purchased our first animals in 17. 17. And so we had sold off some of the cows. We still had most of the cows, but that's when we purchased our first herd of, like, we had 180 yearlings and bred heifers, then we bought 300 heifer calves. That's how we dipped our toes in the water on the bison deal. And then after that first storm... When all the beef cows we were putting out hay for and feeding and the bison were just out running around on the hilltop 
It's like, yeah, there's something to this, you know. So they didn't get affected by it. You're talking the big devastating one that came through. No, not the one in not Atlas, not in thirteen, not Storm Atlas, but just was like it in, that long ago that that happened. It was 2013. Yeah, we lost cows in that up at our White River pasture. We lost like oh, seven or eight pairs. So yeah, but no, it was 18, which was a miserable, miserable winter. It was terrible, and. Yeah, they don't care. Bison so, don't care. They do they're not bred care. for that. They're oh, used yeah. to that, right? Yeah, they made it through the ice age. So, yeah, they just, they really don't get cold. So, actually, the colder the better sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. From they, what I understand, yeah, they don't like the heat. Somewhat. Yeah. They don't like the heat as much. But like this summer, they seem to not as bother them terribly. Have you had humidity this? Oh, you probably don't have humidity. Well, in 18 and 19, 20, we did. You, like yeah. we've never had before. It was so wet. You <clears> know. See, this year we've, well, we're dry. We haven't had much yeah. rain either, but we haven't had the humidity at Yeah, all. we're super yeah. dry. Like when it was 100 degrees those days, it felt. It wasn't, it wasn't that, that bad. bad. No. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's still like hot. Actual, but. Actual, <laughs> it's still hot. It's still but, hot, and the actual sun was hot. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, it's burning my yeah. skin. Like just, you know, immediately. We'll see in, but like, it wasn't the, like, you can't breathe. So usually, like, for us, I, what do you say usual? Cause it's like changing, but like we right. used to like have to bail at night pretty much always, you know, when we put up alfalfa, you'd have to bail either. So like is going, 70% humidity unusually humid for you? It'll get that way. Like when the sun rises 70% humidity, but it doesn't say that all day to 25 by the end of the day or 30. Okay. And we're not so far West that it's just a desert, but it's different because like 18 and 19 and 20, 20 got dry towards the end of the year, but it was pretty wet early. Like there was like two mornings where we didn't have a dew. Now this yep. summer we've had about three mornings where there's actually been a dew. Right. You know, yeah. It's just totally different. So we've been doing most of bailing from either right when the sun comes up or like two, three or in the morning. Try to take advantage of that little yeah. bit of humidity. Oh, yeah, to get some, there. yeah. To get some, cause there's just, it's so dry and we were cold so late. Like I said, we're getting less than a bale an acre. Or usually we're getting two and a half, maybe on first cutting. So yeah, you put up rounds, squares, rounds, rounds, yeah, round bales, yep. So we, you know, because it's part of our rotation for the organic farming. So like we'll put a chunk of ground into hay ground for five, six, seven, eight okay. years, and then we'll pull it back out and go into mm-hmm. row crop for five, six, seven, eight years. Just go back through and and we had to have the hay for the beef cows. Well, and we feed our buffalo hay as well, but just not they don't eat near as much. And yep. we don't have as many, you know, we have about 900 plus pairs or females that we will be breeding and we had a lot more beef cows. So on the beef cows, eat a lot more. Yeah. We, now we sell hay. We used to never sell hay. Now we, we sell hay. So. Cause the bison, they're more efficient, right? Yeah. They don't yep. need the calories. Yeah. Well, their uh, metabolism slows way down in the wintertime and they can kind of actually create some of their own urea. I don't know how they do that. Science, I guess. Science. Uh, science, yeah. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they do, yeah, they create some of their own urea. You know, they eat 20, 20 something pounds of hay, just not much. And you said so. they waste less. If I yeah, because they're, they're so cleaner. Yeah, they're so social. They don't just go and a bunch of them stand by the hay bale and just eat it and sit there and step on it and lay in it. They go up and they grab a bite because their buddy's jabbing them with a horn in the back as they go for <laughs> a bite. So they just kind of eat and then they move away and they'll just kind of they'll kind of eat a few bites all day, you know? So we still go out and roll it out. We put the hay right back on where we took it off. So like we'll hay off an alfalfa field and then we winter them on that alfalfa field. So we put all that manure and all the hay right back on. Right back onto it. Yeah. How many years of alfalfa can you get 
doing that, they get pretty rough on the alfalfa for the winter then? Like as far as what do you mean? <clears throat> like just them being on it all winter? Doesn't no. Beat, beat the crop up or beat the soil up? Oh, well, yeah, but it, you know, it likes that. Getting roughed up. It messes with the bugs that hang out in the crowns. And sure. The, the harder you rough it up, the better it is for the field. Okay. If you have a field that just gets hayed every year. Sure. You never go and put anything on it. You never go rough it up. You know, you never graze it, never feed hay back on it, never harrow it. You'll have cheatgrass or you'll have whatever. You'll have bad alfalfa bugs in it. If you just keep... You don't want to hammer it, obviously. Right. But that, that's what I, was I cover. Because yeah. I've seen it. You know, I'm I'm envisioning like some of these cattle yards. That yeah, just, yeah. You know, by no. spring, they're just mud. No, it's like 180 uh, acres. Okay. You know, is yeah. like the one. So like, I'll try to cover the whole thing by spring, sure. but I don't get it all covered because uh, I'm so only feeding them from like January through. Oh, March. so they're not necessarily on one spot the whole. No. Just kind of moving no, across. No. So. So you get you'll get four years out of out of up. Alfalfa? Well, like the stuff (laughs) (laughs) by the seashore. Uh, (laughs) No, we'll get, so like the fields they're on, I would call them alfalfa fields, but they're more grass. You know, they're grass with some alfalfa in them. And so they, uh. Never had so much problem saying alfalfa. Alfalfa. So did you brand the herd? No, you don't brand bison. Well. Did you brand the beef? Oh yeah. 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 Why don't you brand bison? Their hair is so thick and it just doesn't, it doesn't f- work. Take yeah. a really and it doesn't brand. feel right at all. Like it's when you see like a, a three foot brand. Yeah. <laughs> when you see a bubble that's brand, it just doesn't feel right. You know, it's just not natural. You can brand them, but it's really hard to see it. Their hair is just so thick. thick and matted. And yeah. yeah, I suppose. When I shot this guy right here, yep. like that fur on the head, I remember like, touching the fur on the head. And I was like, what? You can't even get kept through digging. Like my whole hand would fit in past my watch yep. before I could get to his head. Yep. Yeah. I know it's just a monster. Yeah. They got like two or three times as many hair follicles. as like cattle really per, per square centimeter. Yeah. It's plus they got the perm. I'll have they got oh the yeah. They got the, front. they got the eighties fro going on. Yep. Why did you shoot the Buffalo? Should we clarify that? Oh maybe? yeah. We better. No, Cause that. I'm a, Cause I murder animals. You're, a, you're just a, yeah. Cause I was all out of I horses. Like, I like the way the blood smells. It was an old <laughs> bull, right? It was an old bull that had to go. He was yeah, getting, so, he was getting ornery. Yeah. They get real mean. So Buffalo breeding bulls, they get real mean. You can't hardly deal with them. And actually the younger, more athletic bulls will kick them out of the herd as they get older. Do you have non breeding bulls? Those would just be the ones old you bulls, eat. right? Yeah. Those are the ones you just eat. The ones that like only about the top five to 10% actually breed. So you go oh, and sort sure. them out. Yeah. You, so they don't breed because they're you, not good enough genetics. Okay. So you've, you've cut them. Yeah. You, ca- you castrate okay. them. No, you can't castrate them. If you castrate them, they just won't grow. So how like do you know that they, how do you keep them from breeding then? They're separated. They're in their own herd. Oh, oh you separate the males okay. and females. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, oh yeah. When they're, once they're weaned, once they're off their mothers, then you separate them. Ah, so they so it's a real bad day if they intermingle. A fence gets broken between. Yeah, you just you can't even have them close. Just a giant orgy. <laughs> like, look out the look out the, you, the house window. Like oh you my just, god, you don't even have them. <laughs> the genetics. <laughs> the genetics. They're it's everywhere. All, it's, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> so no, we choose the what we think is the best ones. They're the ones we turn back into to the bringer. So each one will cover. I had a bull last year cover like. 58 cows one bull did and you know this by because you separated them just no bulls with we them? we have one herd that we separated off 
So we have four herds. The bison deal, people are probably just like, what is going on? The, <laughs> the Like, what does this guy got going on? He's got all kinds of sorting going on. Anyways, we'll get to that. Yes. I'm, although I'm still trying to figure it out yeah. after Three or yeah, four days of my life. New now. Every time we talk <laughs> to Scott, to it's super I would interesting. Also like to know how did you know that you can't cast straight a buffalo? I think they tried it back in like the. It's on Google. Oh. Yeah, YouTube. Oh, you guys, yeah. you guys didn't try it. Oh no, no, like, no! Holy it's... shit, it died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so don't do that. Let's just try giving it a vasectomy next. You know, time. they did a study at NDSU, and yeah, they all died. And no, I yeah. really don't know. They just, just like don't do that. You know, it's like the first three days after you do a dog, it just. Lays around. Or a human. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, please. Like, you didn't. Like, what? Actually, didn't. Well, the, that was a the mistake. second day, yeah, I didn't. You regretted not laying around. Definitely. Randy and I made the same mistake. Zach oh, man. then ended up laying being down for the count for like a month after it was all said and done. It was ridiculous. But not on day two. Day two, I was ready to go. We're all yeah, good. Yeah, you were trucking. And then- day three was a bad deal. So yep. you guys have been, it's been done. The deed's done. Yeah. Oh, man. Yep. yep. Makes me nervous. We're older than you, Scott. <laughs> and I don't know what goes on down there, but they pulled something out of my neck. Oh yeah, I, just started. I hurting. can't explain it. Yeah, I started. They stuffed it back in at the end. <laughs> and and just so you know, if you happen to be having surgery on something else, like the day before, or randomly, like your appendix <laughs> needs to get removed, you should mention, like, "Hey, I'm getting a vasectomy in two days. Can we do it all at the same time?" They will do that. You don't have to tell me any of this stuff. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, yeah, so that I would have been valuable information for Randy. Yeah. So I had a gallbladder removed, and then four days later, I got snipped. Oh. When I could have gotten snipped while I was unconscious from having the gallbladder removed, had my wife not argued with me that day in the hospital. <laughs> pain. Tina Take was, the pain. Yes. I like to smell the blood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you have four herds. Yes, we're back to four herds. Back to four herds. Yeah. And so the bulls. The reason why we have four herds, well, there's several reasons, but so we run on range units, which we lease from the tribe. It's range units meaning X amount of land per so animal, like, right? Yeah. So like, well, a range unit is just like an area. So like we have like range unit 120, whatever. Oh, okay. And like a parcel. Yeah. It's like whatever, eight quarters or seven quarters. And so just a simple seven or eight quarters. Yeah. They deal in section and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then like, our ground is mixed all in between that as well, but we have to abide by those rules, the grazing rules. So on the range, so like, well, there'll be whatever, seven or eight quarters and we'll have 12 quarters in there on that chunk of ground. And so then you have to abide by their rules, which is how they manage the land, which is, it's good. And so we can only run whatever, 220 pairs on this for 10 months or nine months, whatever it is. And we probably could run them all together, but it's just kind of a big block. You know, it's like to try to say, oh yeah, we're going to run 600 animals on this. It's kind of like, whoa, that's too many. But you only be, you'd run be running them for less days, obviously. Right. Run around the same amount of days, but it's still yeah. just like, it's, it's kind of- It's easier to manage in smaller increments. Or, well, yes. that's, that's the other reason. That's just paperwork wise. Right. You know why you do it that way, but also like just the water. So you have 200 head go up to water tank. They can drink it down and it probably won't be empty. But if you have 600 head go to water tank, it's going to be empty. Then they got to walk half mile and get the next, you know, it's just all those things. If you're set up like the Durham ranch, they're set up for their, what I think they have, like, I don't know how many cows they got a lot, 1500 pairs, whatever it is. I think it's more than that. They're set up. So they had old 
natural gas pipelines out there, they converted to water pipelines. Oh, wow. So they have like five inch mains. So their cows, they'll have a water trap that has eight tanks at it. So everything comes into water and there's enough water for, if you're set up that way, you can, but see, they don't have right. range units. They don't have to, which they have certain rules they have to abide by probably for BLM. And so stuff like it's that. the tribe that sets these range unit rules yep, for you? BIA. Yep. Federal. And can you negotiate with that? Yeah. Like, so we'll, we'll continuously be able to run more and more animals cause we're practicing regenerative ag or uh, we're, we're more animals on a smaller space for a shorter amount of time. We'll be able to continually, if we prove it, like if we prove that we're improving the ground, right. Then we were already moved up just a, not much, a little bit, but we got a neighbor to the North of us that he's almost doubled, but he's been doing it for 25 years. You know, he got into the intensive grazing thing early so he he's running the single strand hot wire, you know, locking his cows on whatever hundred acres, having a mob it for two days, go to the next one, you know, all that constantly stuff. Constantly so moving fence, constantly moving yeah. more animals on a smaller amount of space for a shorter amount of time. Sure. And so we got the home place herd, which is just on the home place. That's our genetics herd. So we sorted off all of our best heifers by best. I mean, Phoenix typically how they look, how their calves look, how they perform. Just kind of whatever you're into, I guess. Taste go into that? No, no, no taste. We do not taste those ones. <laughs> and then how they gain, you know, how they gain on grass, how quick they grow. It sounds pretty scientific. It's about the only thing that's scientific is the green. Other, it's pretty it's much more like, of an art. Yes. You're pretty much just kind of grading them or rating them. And then yeah, you just look at them like, okay, like she's, had a, she's had a good calf. Yeah, two years in a row. Are you ear tagging them? Yep, they all have tags. Oh, they do have tags. So we got like, okay. with ours, it's pretty much just the year they were born and then just three digits. Did this guy have a tag? Did he have a I tag? I did, didn't. You cut that. Yeah. Yeah, he had a tag. Before we took pictures and pretended mm-hmm. it was an intense hunt. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right. <laughs> it was a harvest. <laughs> a harvest. That's a harvest, yeah. yeah. So why we have to harvest these bulls, like I said, they get so old. The young ones kick them out. They, they don't let them breed any cows. So then they just get into trouble. They and just, they just walk around the neighbor's pasture with their wrinkled balls. You've been breeding 58 cows. Yeah. yeah. And now all of a sudden the young punks won't let you breed. Now they bring oh, in yeah, some new mad stud. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's why you ground that horn off right there. Oh, he yeah. Was just making it just all upset. But they'll do really good until they're about seven or eight. And then after that, once they turn about seven, they won't even come in when we bring the herds in in the fall and work them. Like they just, they're, they just hang out on their own. Oh yeah. They're just crabby like, old men. They literally will stay out like, in the pasture. And like you just, you know, you don't even think about them and you'll go out there in the spring and like, like oh, there's shit, been, there's Ferdinand. Yeah. There, <laughs> there's been no water on all winter. You know, there's out there just being dudes, you know, just yeah. hanging out. So, but you got to take them out. Cause otherwise they start messing with the herd. And, oh yeah. And messing so, with the fences. So like this guy, you couldn't even get him close to the krill. Like he just knows it. Whenever I go there, I get a little stressed out. So I'm just going to stay out here and not mess with anybody. Like he'll just stay I'm on starting to feel that way in life. Yeah. Like, I just can just stay herbal. out here. Crutchety old man. Yeah, just like just rubbing stay out against here. stuff, just rubbing on stuff. Scratching just your flies. back. I do. I do just scratch fight. my back and all the door opens. Fighting flies. Find a good fence post. <laughs> just rub on it. Yeah. So I got to be more careful. <laughs> Some YouTube idiot will take me out from 300 yards. Yeah. Zach's just off. Not breeding anything. We better take care of him. <laughs> no comment. No. So that's why so you harvest an old bull once a year well we've been in you know not long enough to get 
like a rotation down. Oh, gotcha. So like a pile of our bulls are all like right now they're like five or six. Sure. These guys, we just bought a guy's whole herd and he just sent them with. Oh, so they're okay. just, they shouldn't even have came because sure. they're just too old. Yep. Like they were the ones that we harvested last year. One of those, I can't say he's hundred percent tried, but he tried getting me when he come off the truck. You know, he was mad. He My did not had- want to be in South Dakota. So my um, dad had a bull got him down when he was 17. Uh, a beef a, bull, a beef bull. Let's say you got a bison bull down. I got to yeah, hear this. Yeah. yeah. Most no. guys don't get back up after that. Yeah. But it, it had him down and had his head on my dad's chest <sighs> and grinding his head in his chest. And, and he had a ring. Dad grabbed the ring and twisted the ring. No way. And, uh, that's pretty manly. The bull went yeah. one way and dad went the other way. And I think he had two or three broken. He'll tell me as soon as it comes out, two or three broken ribs out of the <sighs> deal. And, mm. and that bull left the next day and we never was it Holstein. Yeah. Yeah. And we never, they get owned, more than anybody. We never owned another bull on the farm again. We, we borrowed a few, if we had a few yeah. problem cows, keeping them around we borrow a bull for a week or so, yeah. but their rent or whatever. Our neighbors over here who I won't use their names, but the ones right over here, yep. they had a hired guy. They thought got killed by a bull a couple summers ago. He had him, the bull had him pinned in the trailer. Yep. Oh geez. And it was, he was hammering on him and Sounds like a pretty terrifying story. Our old hired man that is now working for a guy that bought a lot of our cows, our beef cows, he just got tuned up like two weeks ago in a pot, in a cattle pot. He just got tuned up by a by a cow. He went in there, 65-year-old man. I'll go and get her out. Yep. He got tuned up. So Joey was, we'd, we'd borrowed a bull. Joey was probably 16, 17. And that one chased him the length of the old dairy barn. So mm. 150 feet. Joey yeah. got away though? Yeah, he stayed ahead of it. But I don't remember the exact scenario, but I remember the bull come in and put his head down and started scratching and, and dad yelled at Joey and he took off running and the bull took off after him and he beat the bull to the fence. Oh, can you imagine and watching that, that from I, your dad's point of view? Yeah. And, and, and then that very well could have been the last time a bull's on the farm. Then it was yeah. all AI. Well, yeah. we, you know, when we were calving out beef cows, you know, tagging all the calves, you're always just getting chased around. I could bet going there and. Grab a calf. Oh, yeah. Mom doesn't know what the hell's going on. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's good. You know, some guys are cows just so tame. You know, they just won't do anything. Well, then they lose a little bit of that mothering instinct. It's, oh, I didn't mind if they got a little woofy, but, man, if they tried to eat you, yeah. you know, that's, we'd get rid of those ones, you know. Get them going. Yeah, just because you just don't want that. Especially if you've got hired people, you know, you just don't want to have to worry about it. It's one thing if you know them. The right. risk just isn't worth the payoff. Yeah, right? if you, like, like if yeah. you're the guy that knows the cows, yeah, yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah. yeah so yeah, you know in your herd, yeah, you know which which cows the, the which bitch. ones are gnarly. Yeah, yeah. You watch out for. Mm-hmm. So you you said you had so you had four herds. Yep. But you never said how you know how many or which bulls breed. Okay, so Did you keep one bull with one herd. Yep. So the home place herd, genetics herd. So sort off the best ones, sort off the best bulls. Which are the like Miller Time and Jocko? Miller Time, Jocko, just the fi- fifteen David, of them back there. Yeah, oh, there's only about eight. Okay, so Miller Time, Jocko, Dave, which we bought from Dave Schroth. Miller Time, we bought from the Miller family, and then we got Cease. We bought from Cease Stromborn up in Canada. Who else we got? Do you have any right now? Andersons or Johnsons or anything? Oh, we got yeah. Big John, Big John, Big, Big John. John from John Mac over at uh, Union Center, South oh, Dakota. I you got him from Matt. Nope. No. Nope. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. We all know that time is money, and one of the best ways that you can save on both right now is with FBN Direct. 
You can shop for everything you need this season from their online store 24-7. That means 24 hours a day, seven days a week, anytime. And with the new delivery transparency feature, you can now view the estimated delivery windows before you buy anything right online, right there on the site. FBN makes getting what I need in season quick and easy. We've actually got all our chemicals and all of our seed delivered right to our farm already. Head on over to FBN.com right now. And if you're not a member, that's not a problem because there's no fee to join. We haven't even mentioned that if anybody wants to see this farm. That we did a video on it. Oh, yeah. We were out there. Yep. And I don't remember what it's called. Something about a buffalo ranch. Bu- buffalo ranch? Yeah, there's buffaloes in Something the thumbnail. Something about a buffalo ranch. I don't know. It's yeah. just there's called buffalo, buffalo ranch. from November. Millennial yep. Farmer Buffalo, you'll find Yeah, it. so this is the same dude, Dakota Pure Bison, dude. which we'll get to what exactly he's doing with these bison yep. also. Yeah, so anyways, so how we know those, we DNA test that herd. They only get run through the chute once a year. We run them through in the winter usually December, January, and we pull the calves off. Then we usually only DNA like the the top 70% of the calves, probably, you know, just whatever ones, the better ones, because the dinks are dinks, you know, it don't matter. They're, they're going to be small. You just always have those small ones, even in the beef world, you just have the dinks or whatever. Call them dinks. We used to call them goats, whatever you want to call them. But so we DNA those and then see who... The, who see who the sire is. We don't only do the sire. We don't do the maternal. Some guys do the maternal. That's just a lot of work, you know, who the mother is. So you don't know that this bison's from this cow? No, because, you know, you don't tag them. They're just ah, out, you okay. know. No, they just, yeah. I mean, you can get an idea. That's why when you have the smaller herds, like you're talking about, they're easier managed. Because, like, if I see just a stud calf out there, I'll know. I'll remember. Like, ah, that's from Veronica. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Missy, whatever her name is. <laughs> Anyways, so Doris. Oh, Doris. yeah, Doris. I remember Doris. Doris. Yeah. <laughs> Doris raises good calves every year. But, see, she's not in the genetics herd. So, yeah, so we DNA test all them because then we will either keep those, and it's just for our information to see what, sure. what genetics are doing the best, mm-hmm. how the calves look, how their structure is, muscle, all that stuff. So, so it's when you're pretty, doing a registered herd, yeah, that is you know the mom, you know the dad. Like registered Angus, yeah. Oh, you, you know everything. You had, you had registered yeah. before. Registered is everything. Yeah, you all so but you, you kept track. You of all them. but wipe their ass. You know. Sure. I mean, it's just it's very okay. intense. So everything, but literally as a bison, we're just really tracking like their weight, and we only track just the ones that are in that genetics herd. Everything okay. else is just. They're just out. They're just, just ranching. They're just doing their thing. They're just ranching. You know, just ranching. Just ranching. So, see, a genetics herd, that's only on, you okay. know, 160. We probably really only DNA 100 calves. Sure. Yep. You know, so it's not, some guys do their whole herd. Most guys just have a selective few. Yeah. So. But but the whole herd gets ear takes. Yeah. Everything yeah. gets yep. ear takes. Just so you the, know. And the only guys that really don't have ear tags would be like, well, even the, the state parks have ear tags and they brand them. Custer state park brands the year they were born on them, but not many people brand them, but we just do the ear tags. So you keep track. And then, so the guys, you know, the guys we bought those bulls from, they want to see how their genetics are doing. So it's nice to keep track, you sure. know, of, of what's going on. And then, so we can see. So you put going. one bull in each herd. Nope. So 160 pairs in our genetics herd, that's got eight bulls. So what's the math on that? Like one to 20 or something like that. And then everything else, the bigger herds, which is like 225, 
that's the the baker herd south herd when we call so, it okay so you said one to 20 but you said the one of your bulls did 58 yeah what a hog yeah, well, yeah. He's just, did you high five him? So how did you know though? How did you know he was responsible for those fifty? Because we DNA'd him, DNA oh, the bulls and we DNA okay. the calves. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So we pulled DNA on them and then sent it in to UC Davis, or yeah, I think it went to UC Davis. It and, was Maury Pervovich, I'm sure, and he was like, "You are not the father." No. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how that works? <laughs> you think so? So do the other bulls start roughing up the stud bull? Like, no, hey, the stud bull, bull probably roughs well, the rest of them up, right? The stud bull is the one who just, yeah, he's, ah, he's, so he's the boss. In, he's in there swinging. And usually deep. that's like a five or six. <laughs> <laughs> just getting after it. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, like, so we've, we've gotten all young animals pretty much. You know, most other than these guys, these are the oldest things we've ever bought. And they were like six that, when we bought them. And they them. came because they came from them. Yeah, they just herd. came with, they came right in the middle of the truck. Sure. Wherever the they come. At the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Like, I, tried, I, I don't know what to do with I tried sorting here. them off coming down the loadout alley. Like, I was sitting there, you know, with my little swing gate. Like, oh, yeah, he'll not, come off. Not with a rifle. No, 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 no. no I this came with a rifle later. <laughs> <laughs> Three years later. Yeah. <laughs> and so we just opened up. Like, I was literally going to thought I could open up, let him go in, and then close it. Well, then here comes, like, 2,400 pounds of just meat and hair just down the alley. You're like, like, yeah, no, I'm good. Instantly, just, like. Was that out. was my nickname yeah, just in like, college? Just like, headed out, you know, like twenty four <laughs> meat and air. I bet the millennial <laughs> farmer would love to come shoot this thing someday. We'll yeah, yeah, that's the he first right. thing. Yeah, <laughs> I was correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. panned out, but that was a good video too that you sent me. Uh, like I've shown a lot of my buddies the video, the video of the that they of, of this the hunt guy going. Down. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Shoot him in the brisket. What I don't know what that is. <laughs> I googled it later. It made a lot of sense at the yeah. angle he was at. You should actually pull up the video and we should put the audio of that on the podcast because uh, that nah, is funny. there's no sense. <laughs> it's so good. Shoot him in the brisket. I don't know pause. what the brisket is. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I love that. that was great. But then he turned. Oh yeah, he turned. Yeah. Shot him in the heart. Yeah, they're so tough, dude. Yeah, I mean they're so tough. Because the way he lifted his leg instantly, mm -hmm. like those those shots were going where they were supposed. Oh to. yeah, they're yeah they're. But they what just, did you have to shoot the buffalo? What did you shoot the buffalo with? What does it take to shoot a buffalo? A bullet. What kind of bullet? I used a six point five millimeter Creedmoor on an AR ten platform. Yeah, and whenever I have to do it, you know, whatever when we harvest one, take it to town. I either use like a 308 or a 300. My so, 6.5 was a little small. A little bit, but, but it's, it's still got plenty. Of, I don't know how many greens is that? That was 140 greens. Yeah, so that's close. You know, that's on the small side. But, yep. I mean, I couldn't believe he went right down. It's, yeah. He didn't run at all. No, usually he they He spun around wondering just, what was getting him. Usually they just go, so. I think they, like take off running? Oh, Yeah. Well, I know when we hopped out of the car the first time, we thought like, okay, we're going to get a shot off now. We were 250 or 300 yards away. Mm -hmm. We hopped out of the Suburban and I'm like, I closed the door real quietly. And Scott was like, no, no, like keep the door open. Not joking. Like you should keep that open just in case. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because oh, oh, well, they okay. run 40. Right. You know, so that's, <laughs> so that's pretty fast. fast. Like, oh, oh, he's coming. Holy shit, he's here. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, like, it's like, you much. don't know. It's just like, you ever hear those guys that tell about, like, when they get mauled by grizzly bears, like, those stories? It's like, yeah, I looked up, and then, like, I went to do something, and then it, it was on it me. Was it's like that. There. You know, it's yeah. like, you just, you don't even know. You know, they're so fast. 
not this dude, but his brother. The this dude, dude's the brother? Dude yeah. the, brother? The yeah. dude being the, the buffalo bison. that's sit, yeah. or yeah, he that's was sitting the on one. the table. We called him Cheeseburger Eddie. <laughs> cheeseburger Eddie is what we called him because he had a personality to him, and he was big. Did he yeah. pass out cheeseburgers? No. No? No. Well, we're still eating him today. <laughs> you know, he's still in the so freezer. he's still passing out cheeseburgers? Yeah. Well, he was a monster. People talk about monsters in Disney movies. Like, he was a monster. He was so big and just mean. Just meaner than hell. After I tried sorting him off, come down the alley, he just ran in the pen and then he hit the side of the pen a couple of times where I was closest to. And he was just kind of playing around then because he could have just, you know, we have those freestanding panels. Yep. He could have just ran with them. But then we got the courage enough to go down, open up the gate, and then he just walked out of the pen just slow and just looked at me. Walk down the aisle. I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? You know, like they'll look you right in the eyes. You know, it's weird. They're not like beef cattle. You know, they're smart. Kind of like how goats are smart. They're kind of like that, but they're real herdy, but will they'll they, look you in the eyes. Will they climb on your car? Like, I haven't had them climb on my car yet. They'll come close. They could potentially do some They'll damage. crowd your cake rig closely. I know that. Crowd your cake rig. Yeah. You, ever, you ever let them in your house? No, not like that <laughs> Facebook sensation video. That old dude that has one. No, not in. There's I've an never old, old dude on Facebook that has a bison living in his house. Oh yeah, you haven't seen that? No. I've, oh, no. the Vice yeah. News did possible? a story on it. The Vice. Vice. Vice News. Oh. I bet his house stinks. That thing's just gotta like. They smell pretty good. They're not bad. I mean, it's still an animal. It's still it's a, an animal. Yeah, they kind of they smell like horses. Here smelled good. Wow. Smelled like an old bull. I don't know. That's like saying beer doesn't smell good. Kind of. Well, coffee. Maybe. Yeah, you don't like coffee, though. I don't so. like drink coffee, but I do like the smell. Yeah, so it's kind of like, you know, they're kind of sweet, sweet smelling like horses are, kind of. Yeah. I don't <laughs> yeah. Know. But this guy's house, like, if he's living in there, it's got to just, like, get up and shit. Oh, I don't think he lived in there full times, but he would walk into his house <laughs> and, like, hang out in there. Well, pull that up. We had, a, guy? we had a goat fall down a flight of stairs in our house. You had a goat? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Mama, many questions. This is, this is the one-horned goat. Was he okay? Named uh, what was his name? Dennis. Dennis. The one-horned goat <laughs> named Dennis. Of course he was. So the farm goat. <laughs> Mom and dad are gone. So why wouldn't we let the goat in the house? Well, of course. <laughs> and then uh, the damn, it just—it's a goat. Like it's supposed to be able to climb mountains and shit, and it just walks <laughs> off the stairs. Like it didn't even. Was it a fainting goat? Like a faint at no, the top? No, no, it was, it was, it was just, a big old goat. It's a boring horn. goat. It just, it just like it was walking on a flat ground and there was no more ground under it. It was nothing but, it was nothing but hooves, assholes, and one horn all the way down the stairs. And it, How many times has he taken the stairs previously to that? Well, never. Zero. Zero times. How did you get him many, back up? Well, the Joey and I, I was like, oh, it went six. downstairs, like down, into the basement. Like, like, yeah. Oh. Head over ass down the stairs, slammed its head into the cement wall. Mom. Mom, the goat <laughs> fell down the steps. So, so Joy and I are at the bottom of the stairs pushing this goddamn goat up the stairs. And we got it up and outside. And that was the last time we let it in the house. Yeah. <laughs> but he made it. Yeah. He did make it. He was Dennis, like, he was, he was the a, goat menace. Dennis, the corn fed goat. Because he'd, he'd go in the, on the bunks and just eat the corn out of the corn salad. He was doing well. So he was just, yeah, just corn fed. Ready for halal. Yeah, it was uh, it was a heavy push up the stairs. Yeah, I'll, I'll bet it was. He didn't fight you on it. He wasn't squirming too bad. Well, I don't think he could see straight yet. <laughs> he didn't know what happened. Right. He figured you were angels taking him. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I know, like buffalo calves. That's got to be about the wildest thing. Like a buffalo calf. 
Other than an old buffalo cow, that's probably the orneriest thing you've ever been around. Like Calves are ornery? Well, no, an old cow. Oh, yeah. Okay. An old buffalo cow. They're mean. They're just ornery and wild. no matter what. Not more, even well, more just ornery if you mess than a, them. Yeah. More ornery than an old bull? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, they just, they because they're smart and they're still scared of you, so they'll go nuts. How old do you let the cows get? So the cows, they'll be productive. So the herd that we bought, the guy that we bought it from, Sandy Limpert at Slim Buttes Buffalo Ranch, he had some like 24-year-old cows in there that had still been producing every year. 24? 24, yeah. Wow. Like old. And you get seven out of a bull? Yeah, because they just get too big and mean. Yeah. Oh. They'll live to be 15, 16 years old. The bulls just, will, but they just won't. They'll just be off by themselves. Sure. So unless they have no competition. Well, they get to that point where they just, they're not going to stop for a fence and. Oh yeah. Like, well, that's why. Well, that's where, this that's why was. we got to harvest these. Yeah. Uh, Cause he, he had already wrong pasture. Yeah. He was already, he'd already gone through like three gates just, sure. and for no reason, you yeah. know, he's just, just out there. He wanted to go. Yeah. I just saw that gate and he's like, yeah, I know he goes through there every day. So I'm just going to just wreck his day. You know, they just get ornery and mean. So he'd, old. he'd pick the gates and not the fence. Yeah. Cause they, they know that's where you go through. So that's where they key on. Well, and that's where they go through when they move from pasture to pasture. Oh, sure. So we're rotating them. You so know, that's every, like a trigger point so he, for him. Yeah. Is he breaking off the post then or the chain or the Just the, the wire. Gate? Yeah, just. It's like a wire gate. Some of our gates are uh, wire, okay. but then what I do is as soon as they tear one out, I just put a, a steel up. Like when I build sure. new fence, it's all steel gates because wire gates, gates. Yeah. Like so the whole like, damn fence? No, no. The gate is steel. Ah, okay. So where you drive Makes through. Sense. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, just the gate steel. And then like, when if I go beef up a fence, you know, like an old cross fence or bison it up, I guess I'd say bison add a wire, up. you know, add some post, I'll put in a steel one. So the fencing is pretty intense, but I do have some five wire beef cattle fence that I've never had issues with Buffalo getting out of it. So it's just helps you sleep better at night out in that six so wire. So when they get out, what do you, I mean, like if you have a herd get out, what it's happens? better that you just don't let them get out. But what happens if they do? <laughs> it just really depends. Sometimes they'll, they moved a I've only had them herd? get out like twice. The whole, like the herd? Yeah, like, like those herd, those ones at our house. Like, so that herd, they got out and it's just, you know, they get whatever they get. They just get like they'll stampede. No, they were just like, there's this one weak spot in this one fence, you know, just for about a quarter mile. And they just, they hung there for like three days. There's just something about that spot. The wind was blown out of the south and it was on the south side. Eventually they just, they just went over it. And those ones, they just went into the neighbor's pasture. And, and then you just bribe them. Am I supposed to come back with cake? We, yeah, we tried to, but they were kind of juiced up, you know? So we just got behind them with like three or four, four wheelers. It took a long time. You know, they're slow when you move them. So you know how fast they are? Yeah. Like when they walk, they walk way slower than like a beef cow does. Right. Right. Like they are just, boom, boom, they just kind of lumber. They lumber. Yeah. So like just, it was like two hours to move them a mile, you know, they just, but you just don't get worked up, you don't get ginned up and chase them and everything else. You know, you just let them do their thing. When you're trying to drive these things with the four wheelers, is it ever dangerous? Like if they get, if they get wild on you, if you were being stupid, it would, they would have no problem flipping you off a four wheeler. Yeah, no, they, they'd have no problem at all, but. Even a beef cow would do that. Yeah. I well, suppose, you, I've yeah. gotten, I've gotten a lot more encounters with, beef cows than I have bison, you know, cause bison, you're really never, you're not messing with them that much. You know, where beef cow, you're getting her in 
four or five, six times a year to do something to her. You're only doing it once. But like when we move them, they want to move. So just like when they followed us. Right. They want to go to the fresh green. They want to go to the grass. Yeah. So, but if you had an old cow that had a bad attitude, but then you would know, like you would know that she might have a bad attitude. So you just kind of, if you see her, you just kind of put less pressure on her. Or or something. (laughs) No, I don't, I don't know about that, but. They probably just take it personally. Yeah. <laughs> and they just, then they'd ambush you, you sometime. You know? load, a, load a few rubber bullets. Oh yeah. Like we had this one old girl, she came off the truck. It was on the same load as that old bull. And she just always had a chip on her shoulder about being in South Dakota. Like she just, you'd go out and feed and she'd just like run away about hundred yards. And she'd stand there and look at you while you're doing anything. She just was just upset. And she Did you tell her about the politics and like the I didn't no tell her, you know, Christy no, no income tax. No, you know, no, like, I was like, you All know. the great things in South Dakota? Great faces, great places, but she did not like that whatsoever. She just. So then a cow like that, do you eventually, you just take them out and eat them, I suppose? Yep, yep. She's in someone's freezer, so. And showed her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she just shape up or ship up she was right. old too so they get old their horns get thin get real spiky oh she that's was scary. she had only had one eye just everything just a Some, classic mean old it. cow crotchy probably were the not the end of the horn on yeah the end of this bull horn oh that could yeah. be that no, could be i should probably i don't know what happened she's just bad karma i guess you, you always leave horns on them yeah you don't dehorn them nobody ever dehorns some guys did back in the nineties when they weren't worth anything just cause they're easier to deal with once you dehorn them. Yeah. Not, not worth Second amendment. The buffaloes yeah. weren't worth anything. Or yeah. The horns weren't worth The anything. buffalo weren't worth anything. Okay. You know, they got down to where I had a guy tell me the best way to explain it. He's like, you had to lock up your, lock up your pastures. Cause someone would go dump buffalo in your pastures if or during the night, you know, <laughs> get them off your hands. And what, what was the reasoning for them being not worth anything? There's multiple things. They started buying them it kind of became like the ostrich deal to where it was buying them just to say you had them. And then the meat market didn't follow. So like it just, that all built up during the, I think it was the late nineties. I I don't know exactly. So ramps up, ramps up, ramps up. Pretty soon you're buying a bull at Denver for a hundred thousand dollars, just because Jesus, you can say you bought a bull for a hundred thousand right. dollars and, and then the meat market doesn't follow. So, and then there's a drought, like I think like 2000 was dry so then, oh, why are we actually spending all these money on these buffalo? Because we don't have a home for them because the marketers didn't market the meat. So then pretty soon there's all these buffalo and then it's dry. So you don't have grass for them. So you go sell all the females and there's just an influx of females on the market. And so then they just went to nothing. And then it, it took a couple of years to recover. Was there ever in the 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s? Oh yeah, like, was there, there was there a several. bison market? Oh yeah, there's always been one. There wasn't a hundred years ago though, right? I no, mean, we try to no. drive these things out. Yeah, there was, it got down to where there was nothing really. Which was what on purpose. What did you purpose. say? You said they were down to like, it was under Less than a, a thousand, thousand, right? Yeah, no like, one knows the number. Some people say 1,400. Some people say a hundred. But it but was not a lot. Not a lot. From how many million? <sighs> Gosh, I should know these numbers. A and, lot. And we purposely drove them. Yeah, just because. Ex- near extinction. Yeah, westward inspection. You know, they just. Yep. No one know how to deal with them. Cattle. Yeah, I wanted cattle, wanted barbed wire, wanted to farm. So they wanted to get rid of the bison. Oh, yeah. Well, it was, it's, like it's what it was the a government. Ate. It's what Native Americans plan. ate. So, yeah, I mean, it was very. I, I thought it, they just drove them to extinction to eat them and to use the hide and everything. But it was actually, 
Like they just they just wanted to rid the land of them. Oh yeah, because yeah. well, it's what the Native Americans ate. So once there's yep. no buffalo, there'd no be Native no Native, Native Americans. Americans. You know, and white then, people were being shaded. Well, and also sure. it was it was yep. you know the hides the height of the hide market got so high that hide market the hide market bison? yeah like what we know is like buffalo hunters you know buffalo bill and them buffalo bill cody and some of the other legends i'm drawing a blank anyways so they would go out you know and just hunt them like the classic buffalo hunters and so then they'd take it all back and then they'd sell the hides you know got to where hides might be worth in that would have been the late 1800s hides might have been worth six seven eight bucks a piece Back then, it was gold. Right. So, right. I, I, Becky, are you warm yet? Because I'm getting pretty there? damn warm. The fireplace is on again. It's not bad right here. Randy's just I giving me it. the I'm eye. Just sitting here looking like he's looking shiny. It's getting, getting roasty over here. You must get more heat over there than I do. Oh, it's just blasting me right in the. Yeah, now that Becky moved, it's a lot better. That helped. It was blasting me right in the. Why face. does it smell like hot dogs in here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> of Randy's mozzarella fingers. <laughs> I'll get more beers. Toast. <laughs> Randy, tomorrow oh, is what? Tomorrow's a Wednesday? Yeah. Can we take it easy on the beers? Mostly Grab me a Coors, too. Hammering the discipline over here. Okay, so you farm bison for the meat. Yeah, we better get into, like, what he's doing with these things, with yep. Dakota Pure Bison. Yep. So you're not just, like, tanning the hides, taking the pelts, and trading them for eight bucks? No, none and of that. Not what the buffalo hunters do. Not is This is different. Yep. Totally, yes, 100% different. All meat-based now. Meat and breeding stock. So we also sell like our bulls, like I was talking about, for genetics too. That all goes directly to meat. So it's so you have more efficient animals running on your land more efficiently. And, you know, the better the animal is, well, it's just better, but better they is, the more efficient they are, the longer they'll live because they're structurally sound. And, and if you're going to have an animal running on your place, you want it to be efficient, just like anything else. Cause the grass is so valuable, land so valuable. And now the meat's so valuable that that's what you want. But yeah, so we partnered up with the Himes, which is a family right up the road from us. We partnered up with them, they which they do ketchup. They, Not Himes. Heim. Heim. Oh, Heim. They had no ketchup. That took me like what? Two seconds? <laughs> two full seconds. So like, like okay, what? Sorry. You're not old enough. That was a good dad joke. That was a good one. Anyways, yeah, I'm 25 years old. Stats, yeah, six foot, whatever, all that stuff. Anyways, so, so partnered with the Himes. The Himes, Heimland and Bison, Alex and Leonard Heim, and so they were really crucial when we got into the bison business. They're right up the road, 18, 20 miles from us. And they advised us on what to do, what not to do, because they've they've owned bison since 1967. Their family has, so they've been in a game in the game a while. So in 2019, late 2019, we partnered up with them. We partnered up with them and launched Dakota Pure Bison, which is our family's animals and their family's animals, marketed directly to our customers' doors. The meat from those animals, so we ship direct directly to our customers. We're also now wholesaling restaurants and stuff like that. So traditionally, you know, like most producers, you raise the animal and then when it gets to finishing weight, you'd sell it to a, a processor or a buyer that would then sell it to a processor. Then therefore he processes it and then he sells it to a grocery store. Then you buy it. So what we do is we have a custom processor process it for us and then we box it up and we send it directly to you. So you're doing this from a warehouse or you've got 
like set up at your own house? Or? No, we, so we do it from warehouse. We have a warehouse do it for us. Cause when we first, like how we got started doing this is like constantly people were just like, you know, we started posting on Facebook, Instagram, stuff like that. Like, Oh, we want you. How do we get your All bison? Your how do you, yeah, yeah. Everybody want, you know, like where can we buy it at? Just like, well, I really don't even know. Cause that's how most of the food that's produced in the country. It's like you produce it and the farmer might not even know where it ends up. Right. right. You know, once, once it's ready to go for consumption. Yeah. It's who knows. It you goes know, wherever. It goes wherever. Yep, yeah. It goes wherever. So we decide there's enough demand. When we first started out, we were just selling like quarters. We we're just, just selling, like a quarter bison. Yeah. Quarter bison to people. And then we decided like, yeah, we should start trying to ship this sell online and ship directly to people's doors, which sounds just so simple. Yeah. Just put it in a box and send it out. Right. Right. Anyways, then we we're getting ramped up to do that. And then COVID happened. We're like, okay, like we have got now it's time. We we're already designing boxes and everything at that time and packaging. And we already had meat in the freezer when COVID hit. And so we were selling, still selling the quarters and stuff and eights. We like to sell those eights because, you know, it's people, it gets a lot more people where they can afford it. So it's an eighth of a bison instead of a quarter. Anyways, we just started shipping, shipping all over. It was a long process. And oh, it was a lot of learning because no one really wants to tell you. I mean, and you don't really want to call up somebody's, hey, how do you do this? So right. trial and error. And, but it's been, it's been really awesome. People have been super positive. So the, whoever's processing it, and, and then are they also the same people warehousing it and, and shipping it? Nope. So it's processed over east of us here. And then we ship it back to a warehouse in Rapid City, South Dakota. Okay. They store it for us in their big freezers. It's a massive warehouse. So they're, they're not just doing yours? No, like they you, have. You have a corner. They of the have warehouse. everything from... Literally, they have everything from gas station pizzas. I would assume everything. To, yeah, and it's and the freezer part is just a small part of what they do. Do you get a deal back on like gas station pizzas and stuff? Then no, like <laughs> if you try swiping them, they know. You know, they keep track. So like, just, if there's a chuck leave, wagon there, you know, like a Deli bison, Express, leave a bison steak there and take a package <laughs> no, of pizzas. That's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> just bartering. Here's a bison ribeye. I could really so use a bunch of chuck wagons. You chuck just wagon. gotta get to know the warehouse guys better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they. You know, every once in a while we'll flip those guys, you know, like if we have a package that gets jacked up, we'll flip those guys some and they just love it, you know, but no, so it goes there. They store it for us. That's where we store all of our meat. Then they put our box together. They put the meat in the box. They put the dry ice in the box. They box it up and then FedEx ships it out. No one's going to say anything about putting the meat in the box. (laughs) <laughs> well, I was, I left it there for you. I was, I'm growing up, Randy. Uh, I'm growing that's up. That's the old me. So it was hanging there. <laughs> uh, so, then, so the orders go directly to them then? Or they, the orders no, go to you? the orders come you- to us and then we decide whether it's going to be whatever. If the customer, we do free shipping on everything. Ah, okay. And so then we look at the map and decide because FedEx sends us a map of like, okay, these areas are high traffic. You might want to either second day it or express it. These areas should be good. We express everything in the summertime or second day it, but sure. wintertime you can ground it or whatever. But so you're physically looking at a map. Oh yeah. For every order. Yeah. Like a digital map, you know, online right. map and they yeah. have problem spots. That's what Kate does. My wife. So yeah. Like if you guys message Dakota Pier. 
oh, if you mess them on Instagram or something, it's going to be me. You know, I'll be the one replying, but Kate does emails. She does. She's the one who looks at all that. Did you we, know. did we say Kate's his wife? No, I didn't introduce anybody. Kate is his wife. Yeah. She's hot too. <laughs> I got that going for me. <laughs> Anyways. So it's my family, the Austin family, which is Mike, my, my dad, Mike, Darla, my mother, then Kate and myself, and then Ted. And Kate is also eight months pregnant right now. When, Ted's and, their little boy. With yeah, Ted's brother. Ted's one. He just rode a motorcycle off of Millennial Farmer's deck. <laughs> it was he gnarly. Backwards. He backed it. Yeah, but we didn't. We didn't give him a score though, because he didn't stick the landing. Uh, not was, even close. It wasn't even close. No. It was weak. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you have to wrap I don't even up. know if the front tire made it. For all being the way twenty down. months old, I was disappointed. You know? <laughs> yeah. and, uh, In his defense, he didn't see that ledge coming. Yeah, and <laughs> only so, all of us. Did. And well, Kate built the website because we we're gonna hire a website designer, and they're like, "Yeah, like we'll be able to get to that in like six months." You know, it's like after we do a feasibility study and all this. Like, yeah, no, like we want it like today. And so Kate built the website. Uh, we're currently having a new website built as we speak, hired, hired somebody. But so up until now, Kate designed the website. She manages all that. And so, yeah, anyways, we decide where it goes. And then if people, you know, some people want to pay just because if they're worried about it, they'll pay for shipping, they'll put a little extra in to pay for shipping. And so we go through and then we send those orders to the warehouse and they just, they box up, they what box you- them up, send them out. So. Okay, so how old is a bison when you harvest it for the meat? Is so, it just depend or is there yeah, a like recommended our, age? The ones for Dakota Pure would all be primes. That's like one of our promises. It's like we only use prime animals for Dakota Pure. What does that mean? Prime. Prime. So it's like the grade of meat, okay. you know, so it's like that would be like all animals under like 30 months of age. You know, okay. and it's like, there's no, you can't prove that with bison because we right. don't know when they're born, Right. but we got a rough idea. They're all born in April, roughly, you know, March, April, May. Most of our animals would be under 30 months. They, and you uh, harvest males and females yep, for me. Males are, are, they're a little bit better. You know, the quality is just because it just is the females, they get a little bit fatter. They sure. get a little bit too fatty, you know, not too fatty, but too fatty for bison, which is not fat, you right, know, not fat, fat at all. Yeah. Very lean. Yeah. yeah. And so nobody likes a lean steak. No, you need some fat in there. Yeah. But they get too fat for like a lean steak even. So are, are, you, or, are you butchering on demand? Like the warehouse is getting low. We need to chip a bunch or are you more in nine months? We have 50 head going in. No. So like, Okay, up until now, you know, we're new, you know, the first box, we shipped our first box out July 27th of 2020. Oh, so, that so was, you're under a year. Yeah, yeah we're under a year. Okay. Yep. And, uh, so you're still trying to figure a bunch of the shit out. Yeah, kind of. Essentially. Uh, yeah. I mean, We've shipped all, all 48 States now. Well, like, here's a little story. So like this guy came to our place and did a YouTube video and he dropped it on cyber Monday as when the video came out. And that's the busiest shipping week in oh ever. Oh my God, July. never even thought about something. Cyber, I'm, I'm guessing you hadn't thought of that either no. when this guy did this. Oh, absolutely not. No, yeah, it's just like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, you know? we, we were just like, yeah, we need a video. Yep. And this is the one we got on the shelf. Yep. I was right? editing so. it in the car on the way home because I yep. was like, we need a video. And then, yep. yeah. yeah. What so, a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say it was me. <laughs> <laughs> so that one, that one dropped. Cyber Monday, so then we ship out the following Monday. We only ship on Mondays. And well, what uh, what was it? Ten boxes? 
10 bucks. Yeah. It was a, just a few, a few boxes went out <laughs> and it was what we learned a lot right there. Like just, don't advertise on Cyber Monday. No, it was just you and know, realize the the uh, the strength in social influencers and <laughs> well that and then also just like snowstorms, FedEx, FedEx quit guaranteeing packages around that same time period. So like if you ship your packages, like oh it yeah, never showed up. This was the ben depth of COVID. This was the this was depth the, of COVID. They was, like it didn't get much like worse. Like things have increased by like six times yeah. amount of stuff being shipped. I think that was about the time of year Ben was driving around with this pickup full of merchandise, trying yeah. trying to find someone that would ship it. He's yeah, yeah, because like yeah. it to was so time. maxed out. We came a long way since then. We learned a lot, and it's actually. People have been awesome. I will say that. Like, so in that time, did meat go bad then? It didn't get delivered on time? We or? had some, you know, and we and replaced it. And you guys it. just honored it. And yeah. And like, thing. if anybody listening to this, if they had any issues, just message me. Right. Because like, a lot of, I know, like, if I get something that's not right. good, I'd probably just forget about it. Tell all my friends that it was bad. Right. And not, yep. not message anybody back. So anybody's listening because I'm sure there'll be some well, people like food, you know, food's different than like I, if I were to get something in the mail and it was thought like I, I don't know I would go back to the company on that if you didn't you'd be an idiot really but that would be me though like it's I wouldn't. not I worth wouldn't. the hassle yeah yep. that's what I like uh, whatever I move on with yep. my day oh, that oh, that's disappointing shit happens yep 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 and so that's what we want to avoid and the only reason we had that is just because it was just it was a perfect was week, storm per- of, week after yes. COVID yeah. And if we really didn't have like very many issues, right? Like we went back, looked at the time. It seemed like, oh my gosh, this is a disaster. We looked back, it was like three or four. You know, right? Sure. It wasn't. It, it was wasn't. more In than the you moment, were used to. It but it wasn't felt that traumatizing. Big of a yeah, you know, but then you look back on and, it, and we were already shipping before that. But it wasn't the week after Cyber Monday. But we look at it back now, and you know, it actually went pretty well. So, but now, like the heat of the summer's on. You know, record record heat. So we just got to adjust for that. But yeah, so. They pack full dries, ship it out, and then, yeah, we've shipped everywhere. You know, we've everywhere but Alaska and Hawaii. We have shipped one box to Hawaii. Oh, those are the. I thought maybe it was like how did the California? Shipping? Iowa, yeah. Oh, yeah, do we don't do those? Okay. Yeah, I, I figured those. I figured those are the two states. Yeah. Shipped to you. How <laughs> did ship to Iowa and Minnesota? Like, yeah, just when you shipped to Hawaii, what did it make it? No, we shipped one to Alaska. Oh, to Alaska. Yeah, it made it. You know, it was dead of winter, right? So I it took three weeks. Get up there. Took three weeks? Oh, yeah. Just to get yeah. from South Dakota to Alaska? Well, it had to go through Canada. So COVID, COVID customs. COVID customs. And they said it was fine? Like, Oh, it, yeah. He said it was frozen solid. You can't just go over In Canada? three weeks? <laughs> I just jump over. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. they don't, like, I don't think they have it's, heated it's cold facilities up there, eh? that they yeah. store My your mail in, I don't think. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, it's like the people just want to know- that like there's real people giving them food, you know. I mean, yeah, that's the biggest this thing. This is a real family in South Dakota, like real deal family operation, and it's so rare. Bison. You know, it's yeah. growing now, obviously, but maybe a hard question. But do you have a projection of when you'll be able to sell your bison 100% Dakota Pure? All of our animals, yeah. Oh, yeah, we definitely have goals when we want to, sure. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we want to have all of our animals marketed through Dakota Pure. You know, right now, um, I was telling Zach about it, we sell, you know, still sell a lot of our animals just go through 
whoever buys them, whoever bids them. And, and, you know, a lot of that stuff goes like Costco and. So you'd you know. mentioned you do some wholesale like to restaurants. Yep. Is that on the Dakota Pure side? Yep. That's like, on the Dakota Pure so side. In their, in their menu, it's Dakota Pure Bison? Well, it will be next year. Okay. You know, they obviously didn't want to go change their menu for some shit kickers from mission South Dakota. Did you give them some stickers or something? Yeah, we tried that. Oh. Yeah. But like you get a fancy restaurant and like, cause I went there, I went there and like, it was like, you know, cause we're like, yeah, we made, you know, this is the sticker that's on my phone. Oh, my phone's right behind you. So the stickers, little Dakota beer yeah, sticker, those yeah. ones were supposed to go on the menu. So now we just like, give them was like, Oh, we got phone stickers, you know? So nobody would put it on the menu. Well, I mean, it's just, you got this fancy menu, then what do you slap a red, white, right. and blue like, sticker yeah, there? Good, you know, so small enough though. And I mean, it's a nice enough sticker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, by next year, we're hoping that they'll have that. I would just eat go there in there frequently. <laughs> and then like, oh, can I, I drop my menu. Can I get yep. my menu? So <laughs> if, you're, if your family's traveling to Custer State Park this yep. year in South Dakota and you order bison on the menu and yep. any of the restaurants in the entire state park, it's Yeah, it's, there's eating. four restaurants in the okay. state park. And we, oh, yeah, cool. we serve bison. We did all of them. So, so anything you order that's bison on those menus comes from oh, Dakota yeah. Pier, right? Yeah. From you guys. Yep. Yeah. I was on the phone today talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. We we're getting those patties delivered out to them. So like, yeah, they get like some steaks, some patties, Bluebell Lodge, which I don't know if you guys have ever been to Custer State Park, but it is, I've oh. never been there. I've was been there when I was a little kid. But now I just haven't. It's right there, you know, it's yeah. right on the Black Hills. Never I've been there been, twice. Never been through it really, other than when I was, you know, couldn't remember that well. And so now we we're trying to eat at all the restaurants. We haven't got to all of them yet, and oh, it's just beautiful. Like Bluebell Lodge, you go there and have. I, I always just have a burger, but they have like bison stew. They do crazy stuff Ooh, with it. Stew. Do you order like chicken Alfredo when you're there? Absolutely not. No, no. <laughs> Usually just hot dogs. Just hot dogs. Yeah. I'll have, I'll have the shrimp, please. <laughs> we do have hot dogs as well. Uh, yeah, you weren't here for supper, were you? Bison no. dogs. No, yeah. we had, hot bison. We had yeah, frats, hot dogs, and burgers for dinner tonight. Those all are really bison. hot. All bison. It's, I am. It's possible that my wife has already ordered something. She was poking me a minute ago, so I'm... I'm I think she's already Tina's got it. You consume them? She just like tossed them in with the trough, the macaroni and cheese. <laughs> yeah. It's like, let's get some protein in there for him. Uh, One of my favorite, the steaks. You can't beat the steaks, but my, so far my, I've been making, I really like the ground bison for making chili. It's better than beef. I don't know why, but it's just clean. I like it. It's weird. It's good. Like, it's like uh, chili, lasagna, spaghetti. Oh, lasagna. You don't get like that. You don't have the grease film. in the bottom oh, of the pan. Yep. And like the film you get in your mouth a little yep. bit, you know, that you might get with whatever grease like you're stuff. When you're not sizzling, but you're whatever your sauce and you get the film on top, the, yeah. the grease layer. Yeah, like the sauce, like spaghetti yeah. sauce. Yeah, you don't get that. It's weird. It's good stuff. Yeah. Like but I you got to be, you got to do, you got to make. Damn sure you're on top of like the steaks if you're grilling the steaks. They need to be cooked rare. They got to be done correct. Medium rare, yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, you yep. can screw them up. Yeah, you don't want to screw them up. If you it's not that much. One, you know? Yeah, it's not that much different than like beef, but I mean, it is a little bit more. It's a little... drier, so you want it. Right, you want the juices. It's, mm-hmm. I sure. definitely. And but as like, long as it's done medium it. rare, you, you don't notice that it's drier. Yeah, it's just a little bit more. Tender. It's, it's good. I don't, it's weird. I yeah. was gonna say dense or grainy. I don't know either. I don't know yeah. how to describe it. Yeah. But it's, it's good. It's see, there's really such good. a block when people hear bison because they think like game meat. Right. You know, like it is just 
such a stigma. It's not crazy. It's not. It's not gamey. Yeah, I mean, it's nuts. I mean, this old boy, he might have been a little rank. He might have been a little. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. I got some of them in the freezer. Yeah. Well, and you won't hardly notice that with him with those tenderloins. Those tenderloins will still be good because they're the tenderloin. Yeah. Like I think I might have ate one of your steaks. I might have. I can't remember. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of those rounds ended up in the wrong spot. Did uh, did they cut around that? They never said nothing. <laughs> they never said anything? No. It was just that one round. That, it happened, wasn't even that. that little feller? That yeah. Little feller? We, we don't worry about that little guy. <laughs> no, but yeah, you got good shots on him. He yeah. was, yeah. He was, Other than that one where he started spinning. No. He no. danced. He did a he, last he dance. He danced while my heart was racing, and so... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we haven't gotten there yet, but you mentioned earlier organic. Yep. Organic. So, so are these organic? No, that's pretty niche. You know, organic bison. Sure. So bison is niche enough. So like if America killed bison, like they kill beef, every last bison would be dead in like four days. Cause right now they're killing like hundred, 200,000 beef a day or whatever. A hundred thousand. One of those numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Close. Anyways. Because there's only 500,000 bison in the world. There's a That's, half million bison in the world yep, right now? Cow, okay, cow. Is there anywhere else in the world that bison like this exist? So like I know the they're American in our, bison that we know. Yeah. So like people have moved them. So like the only way I know that there's bison on, is in Australia is because the Bison Association of Australia likes all of our Dakota Pure stuff. So there's American bison in Australia. Like this? Yes. Yeah. That just seems weird. Like you put I them just on a ship. I can't even picture yeah. this animal being so like somewhere else. The Heim family. So Alex's uncle, who passed away, I think back in the nineties, he was like he got more people in the bison industry than probably anybody did. He was just a promoter of the industry, you know, back in the day. And like he got where we got most of our herd from, the Sandy Limper herd. He got Sandy in a bison. He got Sandy talked into bison, you know, back in the nineties. He got so many people. It was either him or Alex's grandpa. I really can't remember. Alex's grandpa's name was Ignatius, by the way. That's just a good one. I'm going to try and spell that Ignatius. It's gnarly. Anyways, so I, I can't remember which one it was. They were responsible for getting the first bison to Hawaii. You were telling, but I yeah, remember they you flew them over one. there. They flew like five calves out and then. That seems warm and humid for a bison. Oh, they look weird, dude. They have no hair. Yeah, I was like, gonna, I was gonna say, they look so weird. Uh, shaven bison. They just don't grow long hair. They look. Uh, look look them up, dude. Like they a look weird in the middle of summer. Just uh, all scruffy. Just, yeah, they're just odd. So, okay, and this is just weird. This is just one of those weird things. But so those bison, the descendants of those bison, they took over there in whatever it was, seventies or eighties. They got washed out to sea. When I was on my honeymoon in Hawaii, those same bison, they got like 12 inches of rain in an hour or something. All the fences got washed out. You know, all the fences, all the creek, everything got washed out. So a lot of them got washed out. They'd put some of them down. So then the herd was pretty much wiped out just because a lot of them, they couldn't get back in. You know, it was too swampy. There's pictures of dudes chasing buffalo on jet skis. Oh man. Yeah. Like there ain't too many guys that's roped a buffalo off a jet ski. So I'd right. like to find that guy that did that. that I, there's a picture on online. He roped one and was dragging her back to shore on a jet Come ski on out now. of the ocean. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, this right here. That's oh, it. Wow. Yep. That's a good Googler, right? With there. The Tina's Google. already got on the Google. It. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to talk to that guy. It's pretty gnarly. Anyways, so when I was on my honeymoon there, 
that all happened. So then just like a year later, our neighbors, or I call them, everyone's a neighbor in South Dakota, right? Our neighbors that live two hours away, they help get the <laughs> new like herd. Canada. Yeah. Hey, they got that herd. They ship five of their calves over there to, to Hawaii. So now they got a new herd, new genetics on that same place, the Hanali or I don't know what it is, Hanai Buffalo Ranch. So really didn't have anything to do with Dakota Pier, but some bison facts. An interesting story. Yeah. So. And they are not buffalo, correct? They are bison. Buffalo live on a different continent. Well, yeah. I mean, we call them buffalo pretty much, but buffalo or bison, it's either one. So bison, bison is their scientific name. Buffalo is commonly referred to as like water buffalo. So like an African. African water water buffalo buffalo. or an Asian water buffalo. Yeah. So there's no connection though. They're not related. Nothing. They're called buffalo because of. What is that? Is that the Hawaiian buffalo? The bald Hawaiian buffalo? Look how weird they look. Yeah. It looks like a- Like what, a shaved dog. Like a, like a sheep after you- uh, Oh, yeah. I can't you push my it? words that you shear a sheep. Yeah. 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 That's what it looks like. It's very odd. Or like Dr. Evil's cat. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Dr. Evil should have had a buffalo. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. There's people you can go around all day, buffalo, bison, but the iconic Western- it's buffalo. Right. We refer to them to bison buffalo probably 50, 50% of the time. But if you're ever talking about them professionally, you want to say whatever, bison. Because there is a lot of marketing that goes on calling stuff buffalo. And they'll have a picture, like especially dog food. You know, they'll have a picture of a buffalo on the bag of dog food. Yeah. They'll call it American, or they'll call it whatever, natural wild dog food. Where they'll have a picture of buffalo. Of a bison, my bad. They'll have a picture of a bison on it, you know, roaming the plains. And then the first ingredient is buffalo. And they say buffalo. And the last ingredient is bison. So it's mostly just water buffalo, you know, because there's people that raise water buffalo like they raise cattle. Oh, sure. So that's in North America. Or are they shipping that stuff from? I don't know. Yeah, they're not making dog food here. Yeah, they are. They make dog food in Long Prairie. There's a big dog food plant in. They make dog food in, in Mitchell, Iowa. but not the stuff. City? They're not bringing in water buffalo I here, are they? I actually I think, think so. they do. They do. I, I no think idea. they do farm. It's cheaper to bring in water buffalo. I think they farm water buffalo, buffalo in, in the, the U.S. Got to have a water buffalo farm around here. I we bet we need do. one on the podcast. Yep. I don't know Someone that. Should message Becky. I think they do. If you are a water buffalo farmer in the U.S., I guarantee there is one. Because I think after the millennial farmer, somebody. Yeah, your video, someone commented. The Millennial Farmer's video? Yeah, that guy that came yeah. out there. Dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> He's from over east somewhere. Anyways, he can't. <laughs> <laughs> Yankee. <laughs> Sod buster. Anyways, I think someone commented about being water I, buffalo. A water buffalo farmer? Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I kind of remember it too. Oh. And there might have even been one. I don't know why this is in my brain, but somebody in Alaska even maybe was like, has water buffalo in Alaska. That guy's got too much going on. It's I don't just, know why that's yeah, in my brain. He's got bl- mind blowing. That seems stuff. to make more sense to me. Why, like having them in Alaska, which is weird because they're, they're, they're from Africa. Climate, that yeah. doesn't make any it wouldn't. sense. Or Texas. Texas. Texas, I bet, is where they're at. I bet so. Yeah. Well, now that we have solved zero issues yeah. <laughs> and not figured out the water buffalo industry, doesn't here. matter. Well, no, no, it doesn't somebody matter. Will, somebody will let matter. us know, though. Again, once again, this is the point of the show where somebody is screaming at their radio, <laughs> trying to get through to us the facts. Yeah. We don't care. We don't have any facts on this show. If you could just see this buffalo sitting on the table. There is 
Beer it's, cans and bison skulls. It's real primal. And a DeWalt. What is that? An instruction manual? These are my notes. Turn over for Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that down here? I wonder. I don't know. Anyways. So do you want to get in the organic? Yeah, let's start. Stuff? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. So we started farming organically in 1997. Then like right now, just a bunch of dudes will just threw their phones down. Like you brought an organic Buffalo rancher onto this podcast. Like did. blasphemy. Anyways, so started farming organically in 97. Hey, don't touch my bison skull. Sorry about that. Next next time. (laughs) I touched him first. (laughs) Anyways, started farming organically in 1997. We were basically farming organically already, you know, and then that's when it's kind of started coming. The Koskins family to north of us, I think they started right before us or quite a, a few years before us. And then we started... That's been really good. What crops? So it seems like the corn belt's moving west, but historically we're mostly just wheat, spring wheat, winter wheat, alfalfa, sunflowers is a big one for us. We do a lot of sunflowers, millet, little bit of oats, not much oats. Oats is rare. Um, Millet? Millet, yep. Interesting. Yep. We like millet. What is millet used for? Flour? So there was a mill in Colorado They'd use it for like gluten-free stuff. And then they'd use the holes for all kinds of stuff. You know, they'd use it fill for bedding to fill in pillows. Mm -hmm. Millet's a little black seed, right? Little white seed. We do white German. He did. I I heard it. He said pillow. I wasn't going to bring it up because that's kind of inside. Are you guys pillows? (laughs) Pillows. Pillow. You just said it the same twice. <laughs> well, there's the right way, and then there's the right way. <laughs> it's a bag and so, a pillow. Bag and a pillow. I don't know. They Although say, Randy says milk half the time. You don't say he milk? also says Kissington. It's milk. 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 No, it's M-I-L-K. Correct. Yeah. You just say it fast. You said milk. Milk. <laughs> no, it's milk. <laughs> <sighs> Comes in a bag. So we had the kid. <laughs> I don't Except know for when it doesn't. All this like this Minnesota stuff. So like I went to SDSU for a year. And then you dropped year. out to farm. In Brookings? In Brookings. Because you just, you studied that hard. You finished in one year. Yeah. It went really smooth actually. Yep. So it was just like, I wasn't even there. <laughs> so went to SDSU for a year and had this kid from Minnesota. Met Braden trouble. Ron. That's legend. Trouble. Legend Braden Ron. I met him there. Then he come out and worked for us. And it was like the pilgrims going West. Like the first day that he come out to work for us, we were kind of partying at my cousin's house and kind of, yeah, sort of light to moderate. (laughs) And, uh, he comes and I'm like, Hey, (laughs) there's a storm and you know, big storm, but it really wasn't storming where we were at, but in between mission and winter it was. And then like, whatever, comes over the radio that there was like a little tornado in Oak Creek, you know, which is right where he was going to drive through. And so he still tells the story. It's like, I think I called him to tell him where we were at. Never been out here before. You know, it's just about dark. And he said, said, Hey, there's a tornado in Oak Creek, but just keep coming West. And then I just hung up the phone, you know, cause we were <laughs> kind of farted and stuff. And that was like his initial <laughs> entrance in first time leaving home, you know, 19 years old. And yeah, he was, he turned into a legend out there. He's known by many people now. So, so did he drive through the tornado? There, the tornado wasn't even that big a deal. It was a gnarly thunderstorm. There was a small tornado, but he well, made it to the light to moderate. Yeah. Party. He, he thought that it was just going to be like all just like rattlesnakes and 
Indian battles, you know, or something like that. But no, what, turn it out just it? being Little House on the Prairie. Well, just turn it out just being <laughs> hang. Yeah, turn it out just being hang. You know, twenty hours a day. So, uh, how many acres are you? Don't have to say. We don't have to even put it in there. Like organic farming. Yeah. So we don't have as many this year, but we were a little over ten thousand last year. We had a big chunk of ground up north of us that were farming. How many of those are hay? Using you know, only about 2,000, 2,500. <laughs> yeah. Only 2,500 acres of hay. Of organic hay? Yeah, it's organic, but a lot of it gets sold conventionally just because sure. you got you can only market the good stuff, you know? Sure. So yep. the rest just goes on the conventional market or we feed it to Buffalo. So on like the, on the sunflowers then, this are the sunflowers certified organic? Everything's organic. All Everything. of our grass is organic. The Buffalo themselves aren't organic because you have to go through a certification pro- process that is real intense but, but they're organic you just can't no them. no we still we worm them in the fall uh, we give them okay. a wormer so and then, then we that, pour them for sure. pests which is for pests which yeah. is better i would it's, yeah it, it's, i would i'd prefer my bison not yeah you yeah. can't worms. you can't worm an organic that seems you de- probably de-worm. could you probably add a worm yeah sorry you can't deworm a <laughs> organic animal that just yeah you can you just have to uh, there's several several things that come into question and you can, never- <laughs> it's just a lot more like you have to get the right kind of minerals put together. And it's a different we, we got in a load of organic calves out of Oregon and they were rough. We had this guy that was kind of a witch doctor guru, dude. He came in and we just added these different kind of nutrients and they just slicked right up. I couldn't believe it, but probably the last time I was in Walmart two years ago, we were in the, we're getting, I don't remember if it was canned corn or green beans or whatever it was. And I told Milo or, or all, I don't remember which one. One of them to grab, grab the green beans. And he grabs two cans. He sets them in the cart. And I looked at him like, oh, those are the organic ones. We don't want the ones that are full of disease and, and insects. And there was a, a lady stocking shells on a ladder. And she turned around and gave me the weirdest look I've ever seen in my life. Just confused. Yeah. And I, and I put them back and I'm like, yeah, we don't want the ones that are full of disease and everything. No, we want the good ones that have been taken care of. <laughs> I'll never oh, yeah. forget the look she gave me. Though. Oh, all day long. Yeah, I just get tagged and stuff on Facebook, you know, this is what organic corn looks like. And just got worms and stuff right. on it, you know? So what do you use for weed control on your organic crops? So do you lot, still spray things? No, we don't spray anything. You don't. Yeah. I was watching Nate spray today. Cause we never, never been around one. A lot of it's timing. We're drier out there. So it's a lot easier to control weeds, but we do use mechanical tillage and we're using a lot more cover crops now as well just for weed suppression. Mm-hmm. And That's one of the big issues with, you know, like the consumers will mix like uh, organic and the word sustainable or regenerative mm-hmm. yep. together with organic, mm-hmm. which oftentimes means a totally different thing. Like, yeah, it can to, yeah. to control weeds organically in places where they generally don't till, they'll have to use mechanical tillage. Yep. 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 So we, we still do use mechanical tillage. We use as minimal as possible, you know, obviously, and we're working on stuff like we're talking about the crimpers and you right. know, the rollers. We're trying all that, but it's all new. You trial know, it is. Error, right? Yeah. It's yeah. trial and error. You do any burning? No, no, you know, not out in our country. Okay. No, it's, you want to save all the organic matter you can. Sure. You know, and, I think that's well, I, relatively I mean, popular around here for the organic. Well, I'm, for I'm weed in, oh, is it? Like, like okay. where they, they run a. They run a, it looks like a cultivator, but it's got an LP tank on it and it's burning. Oh yeah. No, we don't do that. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I know guys that use those 
Barn looks like hell for a day or two afterwards. But. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems a little invasive to us. A little, you know. Right. It, it's yeah. It's you know we're dry. You know, there's, so you turn around at the end of the field and catch some grass on fire. <laughs> yeah, you know, it wouldn't yeah, be. I suppose that wouldn't be too popular sketchy. around the there's area. A guy south of Morris that does organic, and they've probably got into it. I don't know, maybe five. Six, seven oh, years yeah, ago. Yeah. But alfalfa always first. Yep. Yep. But then, that's how we do it too. Yep. Yeah. Goes to the dairy and then they follow it with, yep. uh, but they're, they're doing edibles. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Those get a little hairy some years, but they, they yep. do a really good job of it. Um, but yeah. corn edibles you'll see out there, soybeans. Yeah. So um, we're doing a lot more corn now than okay. we've ever done, you know, well, especially because 18, 19, 20 were wet, you know, sure. pretty wet. 20 wasn't very wet, but 18, 19 were record you know wet years for us so what do, you, what do you raise for corn out there like maturity how many day yeah so we're anywhere from 90 94 to you know i think the longest 100 101 well that's exactly. real close to yeah. us then yeah. yeah when i say 100 that's rare most of it's 94 okay. you know but like this year everything i planted was 94 and i also planted some 89 day corn as well okay i kind of yeah that, that was new this year but population's way lower He's like extremely low populations. Like he sent me a picture of his monitor one night. All dry land. We do have like eight irrigated pivots. And so those ones are, we plant high pop and everything like that. Your low pop, what, like 19,000? 18,000. 18,000 is low population. part of DJ and I's field this year. At that? It was dry and it's a sand sand knob, so I variable rated it and I dropped it down. I think I dropped down to 19,000 over it and it... Mm -hmm. It's hanging in there so far, but well, what's I, your average I've, rainfall? What are we upper twenties? I can't 20, I can never remember. Twenty seven eight. Twenty seven yeah, eight. I bet we've had what DJ to say we've had four tenths for the month of June. So we're that's about yeah, that's probably the same. Usually as we get five, six, seven inches a month of June. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, June. June's a wet. Yeah, month. May, June are our rainy months. Yeah, yeah same. And we haven't had much. Yeah, usually early June we're getting. That's when we need to get the rain, but. We didn't get sure. it this year. It's tough. But no, so we're like 18, 19, 20, you know, inches or in a year. So it's a little bit more dry. Are you feeding corn to any of the buffalo? Yep, they do. They do get fed free choice corn. Year what round? does free no, choice mean? It's just out there. It means like, do they, they want, want the it? whole, the cream corn or do they want it on the cob? Like so they it's out there and if they, they want, want it, they can come like lunch? Yeah. Do they yeah, like it? Yeah, I mean, it really depends. So it, you can't track it. it really. I right. mean, you can kind of do yeah. an average. But. So is it in like feeders? Yep, like big, big, huge. You know, just creep feeders. Sure. Yeah. And then that's, uh, ground. Then or do you feed whole? Uh, just whole, whole, whole and we do some ground, but sure, just, just whatever's kinda, available. Yeah, whatever's out there. So, yeah. you have a market close to you for organic, then, or you have so ship we ship organic all over. Like this year, we sent a lot to Southern Nebraska, Southwestern Nebraska. We sent a bunch to down here in Southern, is it Southern? I can't remember the name of that town. The in, grade in school. Minnesota? Yeah. So the grade school shop class in the same, it's just random. So they watched the video and they sent me a big letter about watching, you know, learning about the Buffalo. They watch your video. Yeah. Probably has falls in the name. Yeah, something like that. Something falls or something lakes. And oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Falls rapidly. And they lakes. watch it. It was the same place that where we ship a lot of our corn to, just randomly. You know, so we ship organic corn over there. But they saw the video and they you know, love the video. So they sent me a letter. And that was pretty cool. It doesn't matter. But, you know, we ship all over. So a lot of our sunflowers go to North Dakota. 
a lot of our wheat goes to, you know, North Dakota. It's kind of all over, but mostly surrounding states. You you have been set up. To we have store to store between, everything. So yeah, you have to store everything, everything. on hand, and yeah, then, and then, and then just and then you those. you hire you run and chucks all over. We hire most of it this year. We've hauled more than we ever have, but most of it's hire, and sure. we try to hire our local company because we know all those guys and they're yep. good guys. So pivots. I'm out. Pivots. Eight pivots. Yep. Is it hard to find water? No, we're right on the Ogallala Aquifer, okay. to the southwest. The pivots are all you know, so we're real spread out farming. We're sixty five miles north. Then another forty-five miles south, and then so you're the you're a hundred miles spread from north to south mm-hmm. on the cropland. Yep. Oh, yeah. Man. Sucks to get rained out to the north. <laughs> yeah. Like, ah, fuck it. Head to the south. Yep. Yeah, it's <laughs> that not is fun. crazy. Yep. That's nuts. Yeah, it's we're spread out. We're focused a lot more on the bison deal. Like I said, we're gonna try to have most all of our ground where we can graze it. It's just so much better. Like it's crazy when you can go in there and. Any of those weeds that are coming up after harvest, you just go and graze them. And then, you know, you put all that manure back out on the ground, you know, like feed hay out it there. It improves the ground that much? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's way better. Does it spread weeds at all? Like oh. Just the manure? I don't think. You know, you know, I mean, not as many as anything else would. You're feeding them. So whatever you're feeding them, if you're feeding them weeds. Well, they're just eating the stocks and sure. whatever's left. Yeah. And then cover crops. Like we do a lot of like sedan grass turnips, radishes. So like we'll take wheat off plants that, you know, turnips, radishes. I'm kind of getting away from that now. Not doing as much as the turnips and radishes. Why? Apparently they consume more organic matter. I don't know. There's gonna be some guys freaking out over and they, this. Then they're putting in. Yeah. But you think like there's some freaking out related to tillage and no tillage and are, yeah, are there people that have opinions on stuff like that? <laughs> no. I've never actually I've never been in a position to hear from anyone who cares about Bison or buffalo. Like <laughs> but you said 10,000 acres of cropland? Did mm-hmm. I get that right? How many acres of pasture? Is that all mixed into the same? No, the pasture, we're probably a little over 12,000 of pasture. Of pasture. Mm-hmm. But it's not and all owned. So. And you're trying to graze all the acres? So you're oh, yeah. you're grazing 22,000 acres? We won't graze all of the acres. Okay. I want to eventually. Ah, what would the herd take to graze 22,000 acres in your area? Well, you know, probably not all of it would get grazed every year, sure. you know, and just it's just, cycle. yeah, you know, you turn yearlings out on this. Yeah. It just so many variants, you know. So just so having if, animals a hundred miles spread is. We don't have oh animals a hundred miles. But I mean, farm equipment, but if you got yeah. to that point, you know. That well, no, and that's a, the nice thing about bison is you can't do that stuff. So you can't just go, it's not like cattle where you can just go dump them on corn stalks somewhere. Oh. It's got to be pretty much all connected because the last thing you want to do is go load these guys up in a trailer and go dump them off somewhere. You know, you just don't do that. Because of? Because loading just them stressful, is. stressful, you uh, know, and. and they, they can't handle it. Well, they could, but then I don't know how, you, you know, you'd have to go build corrals up there, build fence. Just the infrastructure. Yeah, the infrastructure. Okay. And then if you can keep them off a trailer, it's so much better. They're we, very free spirited individuals. Yes. Yeah. They just bunch just a hippies. bunch of big pussies. I don't know. That guy took <laughs> was it five or six shots before he laid down? Five. Yeah. <laughs> but they just like to do, you know, they're happy doing the same thing every day. You know, grazing. They're a really cool animal. Yeah. Like to see them yep. in their natural habitat like that is it's something it's something special. It's real primal. Yeah. It's weird. It makes you feel connected. Yeah, like, it takes you back should, a notch. You should take one down with a horse and a spike to feel real connected. No. Uh, 
It's, well, what are yeah. you doing this fall? Yeah, we'll fall? get. Yeah, well, we got to get more towards <laughs> January. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Zach will video. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'm not carrying the spike though. You carry the spike. Okay. All you got to do is get him to rear up, and then and then you put the spike on the ground. And he falls. We can uh, do that. Now you're talking outsmarting him. Have you ever tried to ride a buffalo? No. Would you, you recommend trying to ride buffalo? I'd recommend somebody else, and I'm me watching, I guess, maybe. But yeah. no, I wouldn't recommend how about, it. Uh, how about roping? Have you ever roped a buffalo? No, no. I'll, I take that back. There was like a pretty new calf, got into a water tank, and he was in the middle. I couldn't get to him, didn't want to get wet. So, yeah, I roped him. You roped him. Uh, pulled him to the edge? Yeah. Saved like, the little guy. And you, you know, like, you know the wet. old expression is like, it's just like roping buffalo calves in a water tank, you know, just like that. So <laughs> yeah, That's where the expression that's comes where from? the expression comes oh, from. Oh, man. It, it probably, Were you the guy that shot the fish in the barrel? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'd probably take quite a horse to rope like that guy and then tie him to a little horn. You just wouldn't do it. Uh, so when you are working them, yep. you mentioned four there's. Are you still doing some on horseback? No, there is some guys that do do them on horseback. It's just whatever they're used to. Right. We don't use horses. Do you have horses? No. When I was a kid, I had one. But sure. Trevor just, Bales shot one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Flashbacks. <laughs> but the farm, and, and it's a, is it a farm or a ranch? Once you kind of get west of Carter, you can call it a ranch. Your ranch or no ranch? We're, we, we're considered ranch. ranch but yeah. no horses on the ranch. No horses on the ranch. We got Hondas. Yeah, Honda's. so yeah. Honda Ranch. Honda Ranch. Yeah. <laughs> Four wheel ranching. No can ams. No can ams. No Polaris's. No Polaris. Polaris I. We got Hondas and then we got a John Deere Gator. So that's for taking the grandkids around though. So not my grandkids. Not your grandkids. No, not yet. That might got that. Air conditioning. So yeah, when we work them. It's not like people think, you know, it's not just crazy, you know, oh, you know, that's what everyone wants to come help work Buffalo. Right. And it's pretty boring, you know? So we just like, we're moving from pasture to pasture. We just move them into a quarter, let them graze out for a few days. And then we move them through a gate that's right by the corrals into a pasture. So they're, they're South of the corrals. They graze there. They graze that piece off. They move to a pasture North of the corrals. They go through the gate that is right by the gate that goes back into the corrals. So they go up and they graze that pasture for a few days and they're wanting to move. And so then we literally open up the gate right beside where they just come through and they just run right in. And, and are you always mixing new ones into the old herd so that they've always kind of got this? Or do you ever start with like a fresh herd and try to teach them this? Well, I've done everything's been fresh for me because yeah because we cause just got started it, right? yeah you know but now but, going forward yeah you know, you'll just make like well that few- it's that's just like the you know just replacement heifers you know so like just to maintain the just like in any other livestock production you know to maintain the so you'll harvest 20 and you'll put 20 back in well or yeah just like that you'll harvest 20 cows that don't breed back or getting too agey or bulls that aren't performing and so then you peel those ones out and then replace them with heifers. So like, you know, you'll go out, you'll find your favorite heifer calves and put those back in. So the the Dakota pure, you said they're all under 30 months old. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Males and females. Males and females. So you're, you're pretty much just picking the litter. Like that looks like a really good heifer calf. So we'll keep her for a cow. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Just like anything harvest. else. Yeah. Just, just, just kind of go through and yep, you just, just like you the bulls. build your herd. Yeah. And a build the herd, build herd. Like, and then we'll put those in their own. Last year I put them in their own pasture because then you see how they develop because then a heifer that looks beautiful as a calf then she just 
she doesn't turn into a female as nicely. So then you decide on her what you're going to do. Then you run them back through. But I don't like having just the yearlings by themselves. One pasture, they just, they're just nervous. You know, they're young. They and need so, some guidance. Yep. And so this year I just put them out. I just split them up in between the herds. And some guys don't like doing that. Other guys do, but they are buffalo. We get buffalo just so we can have a lot higher management practices. So right. that's why we got out of, but you know, we were tired of burning the diesel fuel, hauling cattle all over. Yep night calving that's just it's insane to me now that we would pull bring cows into the barn to have calves you know it's just seems so total, silly total now different oh yeah it's a whole different ball game but yeah me and one other guy take care of all the bison part-time it's full-time and you know it's not it's not like we're just running our butts off the herd on our place you know we're just checking water in the summer times and we do have to feed if we had more grass we wouldn't have to feed in the winter time but we just don't have enough. We're in the position where you want to be able to run as many animals as you can and also improve the grass. So it's better to graze that grass in the summer. You know, you get the goody out of it instead of grazing it in the wintertime. It doesn't have as many nutrients. You can still do it. And I do, you know, we still graze. I say the wintertime, you know, we're still grazing up till January before we start feeding hay. So it's just so much different, you know, than what we did before. And if we ran beef cattle now, we'd run them way differently. And there's guys learning this, you know, you would let them get out there and earn it. You wouldn't baby them like we did. We babied our cows. You can't make any money doing that. And guys are the guys who know, they know, you know, they're figuring it out. And the guys who aren't. Survival of the fittest. Yeah. Pretty soon you build your herd up to be able to handle it. You build your herd up, you know, like my buddies out in Wyoming, they send 400 cows out to pasture and they've been doing that for so many years. They'll, they'll come in with 399 calves and they never go out there. It's like the Buffalo. So they, they got cattle on pasture that are just, yeah, they've done it for so long that they ain't bringing old Betsy into the barn and pulling that calf. They would never do that because they know there's no money in it. Yeah. Do you ever get pushback on, like raising these things for meat, because when you, when you think of like the American Buffalo, the American bison, mm-hmm. it's such an iconic thing that we all know at one point was damn near extinct. Yeah. Right? So do you ever get pushback on the fact that like you're raising these things for slaughter? It's rare because those people just don't know anything. The only way to save a species is to start eating it. That's the only way and to start selling it for money. Cause if you have a species that is not, it's been proven time and time and time again. You so know, why don't we do that with pandas and koalas? I've, have, koalas have you ex- ever had one? Extinct koalas? If it, yeah. I, I have no Seriously, idea. like if they be, if they started a koala market will. and if it was profitable, there'd be koalas everywhere. There'd be way more. You know. They'd put them out on pasture. Yes. And, yeah. Run them. Yeah. Just, so, when the old at, bulls get cranky, they <laughs> call up their social media buddies to shoot one. Koalas, they just make those into stuffed animals. Yeah, for the kids. But you got to shoot them first. Do it for the kids. So yeah, (laughs) no, like spot up though. (laughs) That's that's so rare because like so one of the first. I keep touching your buffalo. Yeah, stop touching my bison's (laughs) touching his horn. He's cute though. The first like regenerative grazing conference I went to, like it doesn't make sense really. It's like put more animals on a smaller area for a smaller amount of time. You know, it sounds like oh, you don't want to have more animals on a smaller area. But just think about how the bison moved. So they just, there was millions of them and they just graze off an area and just keep going before the day's even out. So that's what we try to mimic with these guys. Basically, you're trying to move them before they've mowed that grass off to bare dirt where 
take well, it, yeah, it, like back. so, like it really depends. Like where we at in South Central South Dakota, we have probably like I'm sure everybody says it's some of the best grass in the world. Hard grasses, all we have, but we also have the tall grass as well. Blue stem, actual grass still, native grass, like, prairie native. grass. Most you're talking like the good grass. No, <laughs> no, South Dakota. Yeah, they're talking like we've got the greatest grass in the world. Their governor actually, uh, no. that was she shot that down. Uh, she said no. Uh, what? Who shot what? What's your governor's name? Christy? Yeah, no. The people voted no yes, and us. she oh, said no. Nope. She said she wouldn't allow it. I don't know. She did. She some, vetoed that. Yeah, yeah. Really? After the people voted it, yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, know they that. there was they sued because it was worded really weird on the ballot. It was worded weird, like the like word yes means no. Yeah, it was kind of yeah, one of those weird deals. Whatever, yeah, nobody's of, seen that trick before. Yeah. yeah. You know, you could read it two or three times like, wait, what? You know, You're like, confused. yeah, it, it was, I don't know. Anyways, what were we talking about? Grass. 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 <laughs> Different kind of grass. So about <laughs> grass. Let's go back to college. Bison uh, food grass. Yeah. Anyways, so native grass. So probably 90% of the ground that our bison run on and Himes, they run on well, the grass, not like when it grazing cover crops, obviously, but it's never been busted up. You know, it's never been farm ground. It's like sod buster. Yeah, it's never been never been busted. So it's native. It's pretty much how it would have looked when these beasts were roaming. Can, can you break that now? No. Is sod buster federal? Is that state? You would know more about that than I do. So in Minnesota, the sod buster act came out the same time the Wetland Conservation Act. So I bet that is so in eighty five. So if it hasn't been broken, I think it's South Dakota. It. Yeah, I think it's state. You yeah. can't okay. break virgin prairie, right? So if there's if there's any virgin grass around, and you can still broke, you can't break it. You can still yeah. break virgin grass, but I don't think you get federal crop insurance on it for like five years, oh, isn't it? Maybe, I don't know. That's why it is in South Dakota. I, I'm pretty I might sure be in Minnesota, wrong. the the virgin grass is treated just like a wetland where you can't. Okay, there's no there's no option to. I'm not sure. I guess touch it. I'm not 100 sure. Anyways, so our grass, some of the better grass, because you know, we don't get too much rain. So the grass is what we call hard grass, holds plenty of nutrients. You know, like you get over in this country, you get more rain. So the grass just grows and there's not as much to it. It's not, you know, digging down and not as brome. much nutrients. Yeah, like brome. Yeah, it's, and we have brome too, but we're trying to get rid of it. We've just seen that every year it's just improved since we've done the, and we've always rotationally grazed, but it was more just because we're like, oh yeah, that looks like it's better. You, know, you don't leave the cows in just one massive pasture. Right. The you, whole you're going to keep moving them. Yeah. You're going to keep moving them. But now it's really on purpose. We're constantly fencing. So we're, I'm doing a cross fence project right now with is equip program. Yep. So that's through the uh, NRCS. conservation NRCS. Yeah. Yep. yep. And so adding water adding, and so we're just going to constantly, you don't want to get them too small. Because it's just, you know. Moving too much. Yeah, well, there's guys that'll go down, they'll mob graze. They'll have 200 head in 10 acres. Uh, and they'll move them every three hours. Okay. Have you guys ever have a regenerative, like, grazing guy on here before or not? We have not, but I've actually gone to some stuff on it. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I know briefly. I, I know the concept. We don't get that crazy. So we're, like, at our home place, we're just grazing quarters. And that's small in our country, yep. like grazing a quarter is small. Sure. And, but that's kind of our home place where there's more farm ground as well. So we'll move them. Like right now I got them They're Those 160 pairs will be in a quarter for like 10 days okay. and they'll move. And so then I have whatever I have, eight pastures. And so then it'll be 80 days before they go back. And there's a little formula you do. I can't remember what it is. 
the regenerative guys will be freaking out on me right now, but, uh, there's a little formula you do. And so it tells you how many days of rest that your first pasture will have by the time you go back in. So like we're doing anywhere from 65 to 95 day rest periods on our pastures before we come back in. And I try to do like two and a half times. Generally I go through each pasture two and a half times. So different rotation every year. Cause you don't want to graze the same pasture, the same every year, you know, you don't want to, which we do calve in the same pasture. Cause I found that they like to calve in the same pasture every year. So they're cat, you know, we just turn them in. We turn them in usually in end of March and just to our biggest pastures. And we just let them calve till, till they're done calving. And then we move them. So we just let them do their thing just stay out of there keep it natural. The best thing to do during calving season is go on vacation, honestly, because you want to go out there and see what's going on, but all you do is stir stuff up. Just let them just stay. So out you of don't there. even cake them during calving nope. season. Nope. You just stay out. You just stay out of there. Yeah. Totally stay out of the pasture. You never have to go help. Oh no, 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 no. All the ones that had trouble calving died during the ice age. So, I mean, even if they do have trouble, that's just, natural selection. I found a couple out there sure. that have had issues, yeah. but mm. what are you going to do? You know, I mean, you're not going to yeah. do anything. So and the people, there's people that'll try to do something just cause more harm than good. So they're wild animals, you know yeah. I mean? They're just like anything else. So they have little calves, 40, 50 pound calves, little guys, they can be up and running 20 mile an hour in like an hour quickly. Uh, it's uh. crazy. You hardly ever see one on the ground. Takes a human a year to learn to just to stand up. Yeah. That is bizarre. And they hit it, is, it in there. Every other species. If you see like, one through your binoculars. I was walking at nine months. Just saying. It's impressive. Yeah. Well, Stats. you can barely walk at 37 years. <laughs> but then Oliver beat me by like a week. <laughs> three days. Three days, was it? So, yeah. they're Who's up. keeping track, huh? Right. Sue yeah. and Tina. <laughs> and they're hitting the ground, running. The first two years of calving, I like hardly ever saw one born. You just wouldn't see them. So I like saw one off by herself because binoculars out and I see the calf drop. It's like, well, I'm going to go and see what, you know, just see how, if it's like beef, you know, if they lick them off. You know, I didn't even hardly right, well, know. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean. You want to be experienced. Yeah. yeah. So well, the first thing you do is your baby too. You, you lift the leg and see what it is. Yeah. See if it's a bull or a heifer. Yeah. So I cruise over the far side, a mile long. Maybe I was a mile down there. Cruise over, get to the far side. And they're gone. They had, she picked up the calf and had went down into the trees. How does she pick it up with her mouth? No, he, he jumped up. Oh, okay. I a little cart, okay. like yeah. a two wheel dolly. Like, they strapped you, you know, like it it's those things on the front that you take on vacation. You put your kids in the front. Yeah. yeah. She, just, <laughs> she just spun around and went, yeah. <laughs> and, and then the calf. Yeah. He, he was already she up and going. She just said, get up now. We're going. And he was like, yeah. okay, mom. And it took me a Come while to get over there. But it was just, you didn't know that bison are marsupials? Yeah. Well, I was a little. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even talk about hardly any bison facts. I don't know if I know that many bison yeah, facts. Yeah, bison facts. Largest mammal in North America. Okay. Fact that's, number two. That's all about I got. That's it. <laughs> Do we know where they rank on penis size? <laughs> no idea. Oh, yeah. We haven't even talked about their penises. This one you shot, we found out was a boy. You found <laughs> <it>? Yeah. <laughs> that was like the first thing you said when we got down there. Like. It's a boy. <laughs> it's Clearly a boy. it's nuts are just hanging out, right? Like. <laughs> 48 pounds of <laughs> testicle hanging there. He's like, oh, it's a boy. <laughs> it's a boy buffalo. Did you, did you roast him? 
No, we did. Do you sell uh, testicles? We, they might be in my uh, freezer. No, we've had people ask for them, but we got a bunch in the freezer. You we do? Just, yeah, we'll saving. probably offer them eventually, but. Do you call them Rocky Mountain Oysters or what do you call them? Uh, South Dakota Oysters. Don't have a name South for them yet. Just, maybe I'll let you work on that. Buffalo testicles. Yeah, that's what they're labeled at, bison testicles right now. We should we should get him tied up with JT, TJ. What are you Googling right now? I, <laughs> test, <laughs> he doesn't want to talk guy. about it. Maybe, oh, he yeah. wants, maybe he wants some buffalo testicles for his festival. Probably. Why not? Yeah. They're just outside of Omaha. Not yeah. far away. It's not far. No. RTB? RTB. There it is. RTB. Yep. Ours, I don't Around know if it exactly yep. be like desirable because they're pretty... But they're a lot smaller than like beef testicles. Have you had beef testicles? Oh yeah, like at brandings and stuff. You know, like calf brandings when you castrate them. So like in high school, we ran a branding crew. The high school kids go around and and wrestle calves for guys. You know, they pay you. It was basically the best thing you could ever do as a high school kid. So you meet right after school, jump in a van. That was always my van. Oh, it wasn't a stranger's van. No, like you just find any. I had a stranger. Jump in. So we had a, windows in the back. <laughs> <laughs> With the sin bin. So we bought a we bought a van from the state for a thousand bucks. Had a wheelchair ramp on the back. It was a '96 Dodge. Had a 360 in it, and that was our branding van. Like you only got the '78 Vandura. That was our fancy going to town van. You know, we didn't going we didn't take town, that man. one to work. So bunch of high school. You didn't kids. want to get blood in the shag. Yeah, I didn't want to get it. So pile in there. Hammer as many beers on your way as you could to go to this guy's place, throw calves, get paid 200 bucks per guy. Usually, you know, if we throw two, 300 calves in an afternoon, random drink as many beers as you could on your way home, like pretty much the best. You forgot about the eating the testicle parts. Oh yeah. We do that every once in a while. You know, you just, the guys cut them out. You just throw them on the stove, branding stove. And just when, when they pop, they're ready to go. When, so. when they pop. <laughs> yeah. I don't. You guys then, never eat like, you guys never been to like a branding or anything? No. no. Oh, man. We're I've never to... stove-topped a testicle either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I couldn't. There's no way you'd get me to eat one. I, I, it hasn't been contaminated. You literally cut it fresh out of it. It's, and it's just, just loaded just, uh, full of, you know. No, no they just don't produce any yet. They're babies. It's a baby calf. They're it's, like this it's big. Still just a, it's just a. It's literally a, chicken. I feel like it'd be a texture thing. It tastes like a McDonald's chicken nugget. That makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably like, the end of the podcast, but... <laughs> <laughs>